What's up, my nerds, dudes, and dudettes, gentlemen, gentle ladies, and gentle, honestly, whatever pronoun that you prefer. Welcome to the show. This is the Nerds Who Live podcast, and I am your host, Nicholas. And uh, as always, this is the show for the nerdy, the geeky, and the socially awkward. And today on the show, we have the one and only Miss Amber Dawn Vicious. And Amber is a lifter out of Canada, so she's our first international guest. So thank you, Amber, for agreeing to be part of the show, for supporting the show. Um, you know, we became Insta friends, and she's been very supportive and listening, uh, despite all of my antics and my ramblings. And, uh, you know, even says some really nice things uh, to me about it sometimes. And it's really encouraging. Uh, so she's really good at that. But Amber, on top of being an awesome person is a fantastic lifter, uh, again, out of the great white north, and is an awesome coach. I've seen her clients, I see how she coaches, you know, as we follow each other, and she really loves what she does. It really comes across in her love of the sport, and uh, honestly, she's one to watch. I'm trying to convince her to come and compete down here in the States, because she has that energy, and I can tell that she is a monster. And I bet if she gets down here with all of the amazing talent that we have amongst our stateside lifters, that that only will bring out the monster in her. So, Amber, we're going to get you down here, and we're going to watch you get those big totals. So, before we go any further, I want to give a shout-out to, of course, our sponsors, Viking Performance, the Chalk, and the Athletic Wear for the Viking U. We love them. Thank you, guys. Uh, also, RPE 10 the official makers of Mr. Frank Daddy 29 on the Instas, Brandon Franklin's choker line, the FD choker knee wraps, wrist wraps, and the soon-to-be knee sleeves. I've already pre-ordered mine, and he has his, and he has that Black Friday special that will be starting on Black Friday, a special knee sleeves with an FD choker shirt, and I can't wait to get them. I can't wait to try them. That awesome choker purple is the best. So shout outs to Brandon. I hope you guys look out for that. All right. So that's all the uh, good stuff that we have. Of course, um, I realize I really haven't got to update anybody on my prep. I think I said on the last episode, but we started talking with the big bad Jad and Miss Angie, Miss Angie, uh, out in uh, out of Michigan, and uh, we honestly just kind of got on a tangent and we didn't really get into it. But uh, just as an update, I am uh, just finished my last block before going in to my four-week prep for my meet, which is in December, December 8th, here at my home gym in Ventura, at KO Gym, and so going into actual uh, prep block. And uh, so far during this past previous block, I finally broke the 400s uh, for my squat in sleeves. Uh, first time also putting on a belt for my squats since my last meet in May. So it was really nice to finally knock that 400 down. want to keep that going into the meet. Uh, bench is moving consistently, finally, and looking like a bench. And uh, deadlifts are going good. Um, they're just slowly getting cleaner technique and better leverage and uh, just getting everything as crispy as possible. 
So, so far, that's where we're at. I got some time off waiting for the new block to be finished by Mr. Scotty Miller. And, uh, yeah, then we're like four weeks out, kids. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what I can put together. So, uh, if you don't already follow us on the Instas, add Nerds Who Love Podcast. Also me, Nicholas Anderson, VTA, with underscores in between. Uh, so, yeah, that's an update for y'all. So, all right. I think that's enough of the ramblings. Let's get Miss Amber Dawn motherfucking vicious onto the show. What's up? Hello, how are you? Doing pretty good. I'm just getting all this technical mumbo jumbo settled. Uh, So far, it looks okay. How are you? Let's get on my I'm pretty good. Just hanging out in my pajamas. Nothing special. That's a regular night for me. I mean, hanging out in your pajamas, I feel like when we get to adults, is the equivalent of like going out when we're like 18. You sneak out and you're always really excited about it. Now, as adults, I'm like, I get to stay home in my pajamas. Fuck yes. Oh, and when your plans get canceled. I know, and then you have to pretend to be sad about it. You're like, oh no, I was looking forward to seeing you, Tracy. But I wasn't, really. No, and I get to sit at home with no pants. Uh, pants are the worst. Pants are prisons. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I, I get to wear Lululemon every day, but it's still annoying as hell. Yeah, completely. I, I agree. Because there's just something about the loose-fitting like not socially acceptable like sweats you get to wear at home that's just not the same as anything else really um if you can maybe i don't know if you have like your their bluetooth on but even if you can get it closer to your mouth at all because it kind of comes in and out uh, i know oh if the one the, okay yeah that was that was that was better i was gonna say you'd probably just take one with a mic and just hold that <laughs> sorry Oh, I was going to say, it, it worked when you, like, you know, shouted into the mic. That worked. Yeah, no worries. All right, one sec. Yeah, 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 take your time. All right, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, that's much better. Yeah, as long as you can keep, Great. like, the mic, like, closer to your mouth, then it'll it'll pick it up. But, like, cause essentially, I'm ghetto, so, like, the phone is just next to another microphone. So it's not, like, into the computer, so if you go away from your mic, it, it like completely misses my microphone. Uh, right. Because, again, I'm not actually tech savvy, and I have to ghetto rig this shit and <laughs> to make it work. Hey, man, we make it work. We make it work. I know. I remember like when I started my show, my friends who know I'm not tech savvy were like, how? I'm like, I don't fucking know. I'm just winging it. <laughs> like, like, I have a few friends that do podcasts, and they're like, oh, it's so simple. And I'm like... I barely know how to work my phone half the time. Like, my clients are lucky that I know how to at least contact them and <laughs> video review. Otherwise, I'm clueless. Yeah, like, like how, like how else the I don't know, like how this shit works. And then sometimes it's it's like a little embarrassing because, you know, like obviously, like someone younger than me will know what to do, and uh, or someone our age will know what to do, and they're just like, "How do you not know this?" And I'm like, "I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to live. Fuck you, dude." Um, anyway, thanks for coming on. Uh, I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for always supporting and being awesome. Honestly. Honestly, your podcast has been fantastic. Like, thank you for creating it. I, I keep telling people about it. Like, 
if you're just getting into it, you should be listening to this. It'll introduce you to um, a lot of lifters that people probably don't even know exist, that I didn't know existed until I listened to the show. Um, and it's opened up a lot of different insights to me, for me, uh, from a lot of pretty elite level lifters, in my opinion. Oh, I, think, I really appreciate it. I mean, that's that's literally what I wanted to do with the show. Like, that's what I wanted to get out of it. That's what I wanted to provide was selfishly, I just, you know, I wanted what would be the best show that I would want as like a lifter and like as an athlete to listen to. And, you know, the people obviously um, that I tried to, you know, have asked to come on. Like, really, I just I asked for just cool people who I think are interesting, um, yeah. you know, like, um, you know, like uh, like Tim of Ritual. Um, he, you know, or, um, you know, or like Jad, who was just on the last episode, like he was like, Oh, I don't really, you know, do anything. Like I, you know, I live, but it's like, well, you're a fucking monster. First of all, Jad. Um, and, and he's just so interesting. And I feel that interesting people like those, those are the kind of people I want to highlight because then that hopefully someone will listen to that and like be intrigued by them or relate to them, look them up relate to them even more and then, you know, be inspired to do something else or to like, you know, go further in whatever they want to pursue. Um, so I'm glad that you have, you picked that up and it makes me really feel special to like, know that I'm at least remotely reaching the goal that I, you know, set for myself. So, yes, I would definitely say you were doing that. You should be very proud of yourself. Thank you. Now, if I can just, you know, get a little bit more tech savvy so my shit doesn't sound ghetto as fuck, I'm aware that sometimes it sounds really ghetto, and I'm like, I'm, I'm like trying to like make it better, uh, and like figure out ways to like, like someone told me like, oh, you can, you know, you know, you WhatsApp or you Skype or whatever, and you record it directly into the computer and all this shit. And I'm like, I don't fucking know what you're talking about. You're gonna have to show me, like, I, 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 things don't make sense to me unless I see them. You know, like you show me, yeah, show me. I'm, I'm, I'm what's called a mechanoreceptive kinesthetic learner. So I need to see like an actual mechanization to anchor information into. So it's like a, it, yeah, the type of kinesthetic where it's almost like you need a mnemonic device, but it, uh, the mnemonic device has to be uh, literally like a pattern, which is why I'm actually good at like, I was good at martial arts and technique because I can memorize pa physical pattern really, really easy. And I can actually anchor information to that, even if it's completely unrelated. But if I have like, like a pattern in my head that I learned, I can remember, like attribute whatever information I need to remember. I just attach it to the movement. And that's how I remember it's it. Like using your own experiences to try and relate to somebody else's experience. I do that a lot. Yeah. Um, but it, it's, it, it's very similar to that. Like I can't read something and learn it. it. I just don't pick things up that way. I can take what I've learned and then put actions towards it, but I can't just pick out a book. Uh, you can't, you can't what now? I can't just pick things up out of a book. So I was terrible. <laughs> I wasn't very good at school. I'm sorry. You, you... Unless things were hands-on or we could um, discuss things and I could try and relate things I had experienced to what we were learning. Right. It makes sense. I'm, I'm, I'm pre-apologizing because I only had you repeat that because you said the Canadian boot and that <laughs> was 
fucking awesome. And then I was like, I wonder if I can get her to say it again. And I did. And you kept talking. And I was like, <laughs> you are on the show. Um, you you are actually you're my first not like inter- technically you know international from another country on the show. Also, oh, that's pretty cool. it is pretty cool. I actually I did your intro and I said that you're my first non American like out of country uh, international lifter to be on the show. So I'm very proud of that because um, I do want that. I would love to get more Canadian lifters because oh I feel God, we have so many, you have here. so many good lifters. It's insane. Yeah. Like, uh, you know who, uh, Paul is? Um, I like send me his instas or whatever. And maybe I'd recognize, well, I, I don't know. Names. He's been around for a long time. Uh, and I just got to watch him compete here at shell shock. And he's just from Calgary, which is three hours uh, south of where I'm in. I'm from Edmonton and he's, I mean, he's pretty world-renowned. Okay, I, I'm sure I've, I've seen him then. I, I I just feel like that Canada has such a great culture of strength, uh, both in powerlifting and in Olympic lifting. Um, yeah, I love Canada. I've only been to Vancouver um, for about four or five days, um, unfortunately. But uh, I loved it. And I loved like I drove there. I drove there from Washington. And um, it was it was really fucking great. I'd love to see more of it. I'm also a big hockey fan, so I've obviously want to go to the, the Hockey Hall of Fame eventually. It's like on my bucket list. So yeah, I, I have a love affair yeah, with Canada. Cool you do, you really do, and you have Letter Kenny, which is probably the best show I've ever seen. <laughs> yes, it's, it's the. It's the best. Very, it's very accurate to fucking any country hick from anywhere, um, in my opinion. Yeah, like, like I, I, where I grew up in, like, I grew up in, like, rural Oregon. Like, literally, like, my nearest neighbor was, like, a mile and a half down the road. And I lived across the street from cows. Like, across from my house was cows. And, and I watched that show, and I'm like, holy fuck. That's I know those guys. I know of I know those guys like they just they talk cooler than the ones I grew up with, but I love it and I love it's a, such a smart show and they have such funny slang. I love I love the slang. Ah I fuck and then obviously they're all hockey guys and I just I fucking I love it all. I've watched it all. I've watched all of it. Like twice. It's it's one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Easily one of my favorite shows. That in South Park. I watch a lot of South Park. Yeah. The South Park movie to this day for me is one of the most like funniest and most underrated like films. I love that movie almost more than the show itself. I really love the movie. I really do. Thing with South Park, it can never get old because it constantly hits on topics like current topics. Yeah. In the world. It, it's just always going to be funny. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's always funny. It, it is always relevant in some way, shape, or form. Um, but, you know, the writing I, is amazing. It is. And, spe- I mean, and, you know, I've never got to ask a Canadian this, but how do you feel about other Canadian jokes? <laughs> like, it's pretty extensive. Like, they really rip you guys, like, historically. And at this point, they just do it because they have been doing it for years. But I, I've always wondered, like, do Canadians think that's funny, or... Yeah, okay. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that 
that, that we're unified on that. Because I know it's not true. Like we all know it's not actually true, but it's it is hilarious for some like whatever reason that they like came up with, like the beady eyes and the floppy heads, like, like whatever the fuck is it's great. I love it. Um, are you I an or are you an probably my favorite character from South Park? Who a Canadian? Which one? Ike. Oh, Ike! I fucking love yeah, Ike. Little brother. Yeah, he's savage. My favorite episodes are when he gets older and he's just like a fucking badass. And whenever he like, yeah, whenever he tells Kyle to like shut the fuck up or like, or like just gets mad, I fucking love it. <laughs> Him and Timmy, I love Timmy. Oh, Timmy. Timmy. Butters. Yeah, yeah, Butters. Butters is fantastic. Butters is he is a poet. That guy, he's a. <laughs> he's Montaquia. I that's like one of my favorite episodes when he goes to Mexico, and he's Montaquia, <laughs> and and I I can't not ever like and obviously his famous like what what song, I uh, I actually texted the the what what song the what what in the butt song, and I actually oh hamburgers oh oh, oh hamburgers um I I actually just last night and uh when I was interviewing Jad and Angelica, while I was trying to set up, I had all these technical difficulties. So I was like texting him like, just, you know, like, I'm sorry, I'm trying to get it going and don't ask how it came up. But I actually texted Jad the, all the lyrics to that. What, what in the butt song, like from start to finish, I have it still, like I have it on my phone. I could, I could screenshot it and prove it. I, I texted him the entirety of the lyrics of that song. Um, from memory, too. From memory, like. I actually just on that season too. Oh, that's fantastic! So I just recently watched that episode and just watched the uh, the other episode where he <laughs> went over to Mexico. Yes. Like the, two nights ago. I know, I love it. Montequilla, you must help us. Oh, uh, and then he comes home. I'm this like savior leader and he's just like yeah that was cool like back to normal butters whatever god yeah no NBD no big deal um, so are you an Oilers fan then take that as a, take, I'm taking that as like a no or you are but you're disappointed about it I think that's the majority of Oilers fans yeah that's true we, we are some of the most diehard hockey fans I, I think the NHL. Right. But. Yeah. unfortunate. Yeah, that's true. Like, we kind of do okay for a little bit, and then we shit to bed. Yeah. But I'm a Kings fan because where I'm at, and, like, honestly, that's not always much different. Like, we'll be doing really good, and then all of a sudden we're, like, we lose, like, 6-2. to two. Like, this is, like, the fuck happened, boys? The actual fuck just happened. Like, Yeah. McDavid is a god. Like, he he's he's going to be one of the best NHL players on planet. And, you know, and I feel like the Oilers the Oilers are going to ruin him. And <laughs> I'm not sorry about that. It's just going to happen if they keep playing him the way they're going to they they play him. He is going to burn out, and we're going to lose McDavid, McJesus, McJesus. <laughs> he's he's the McJesus, the McMessiah. Oh, uh, isn't that kind of sad when you see kind of like uh, like a team where you get a good player and then they just don't know how to like really utilize that 
and it, yeah, it burns them out. Like they rely too much on them. I feel like, and then they end up, um, you know, yeah, they just have to do too much to carry the team as opposed to like using them as like a, a crux to build the team up or build the team around. Um, they don't do that. And then, yeah, the players end up getting burnt out or they end up just kind of being like, you know what? I'm checking out because I'm fucking tired. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I hope, I hope not because, um, I hope not. He's yeah. still young. Yeah. Which is yeah. good. And, you know, as, as we they will see, we will see. And as they say, there's a lot of, a lot of hockey left to play. So, oh, yeah. and, and, you know, and I mean, I would love to act to see Edmonton actually, like get back to the glory days because they are one of the original teams. And, um, I would, yeah, I would love to see them like, like doing their thing. Like, I just love hockey. Like I am a Kings fan and I'm sure I'll get ridiculed about it, but I love good hockey and I'll watch, you know, pretty much any hockey game of any team, except for the ducks. Unless they're losing. Um, cause fuck the ducks. I mean, and really, it's just the fact that we don't need a fucking other team. Like, we have our northern team, we have us, and then we have those guys. Like, the fuck? Like, I want – so the, my theory is I want them to disband the Ducks and give the team back to Seattle so Seattle can have a team again like they, again, like they originally did. Yeah. yeah. The first the first Stanley Cup winners were the Seattle Totems for the very first Stanley Cup. And I feel that they don't have a team anymore, and I feel that that's – really sad and instead they just like adopt the canucks which i feel immensely bad about um yeah don't get me started about the canucks don't get me started about the canucks let's not <laughs> let's just move on from that topic and let's just agree to agree That's a zone. yeah 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 let's agree to agree that we're not going to talk about that but it just is upsetting because like, i lived in seattle and i'm like everyone i'd be like see these canucks fans I'm like what are you guys doing and they're cheering and it's because they don't have a team, so they just kind of like it's the closest team to them, and so they just kind of like, yeah, sure. I'm like, no, don't do that. Stop it. You have you have better options. You literally have better options. Like you could pick Edmonton; it'd be better. Like uh, fuck any of them. Jesus Christ! Like pick the Detroit Red Wings for all I care. Uh, <laughs> like I don't. Triggered. You know what? Yeah, I am. I realized how much, I, like, again, I lived there. I just saw this, and I was just like, why? What's going on? What is this lunacy? Anyway, moving on. Uh, you're a great lifter. I love watching you lift, by the way. And congrats on your meet. Um, I know that you, you know, you had posted that you were, um, you know, had your own, like, feelings about it, but... Um, I, I enjoyed watching you out of what I could catch when I would like, and I kept trying, I did try to keep up to date. Um, of like, I wasn't really sure when you were lifting. So I just kind of kept checking your stories. Um, and whenever you were posting and from what I saw, it looked awesome. And, um, you know, I know that it's your last meet for a while and, um, I still, I still think it was awesome. Um, but, uh, I would love to, I would like you to have to talk about it, but I would like you, I know we've been talking for a bit, but kind of like how you got into powerlifting and a little like synopsis of, uh, of, uh, your backstory and, and then yeah, segue into, you know, this meet and then what you're looking forward to afterwards. Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you. Um, obviously we're our own worst critics, so I critique myself 
really hard on all my meets, all my lifts, but um, I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. I support um, you. So I guess everything kind of started. So I, I battled eating disorders for a long ass time. I first developed anorexia at 14. Um, and then at 16, I developed uh, binge eating on top of that. So I was a binger and restrictor. And that went on for years. Um, in 2014, I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism. And a switch was kind of flipped. And I decided to basically start taking care of my body. And it was really time to focus on uh, just being healthier and stronger. And that got me into a gym with the trainer. And when I started working with him, I told him that I didn't want to worry about what my body looked like. I wanted to just really get strong. And that's kind of what opened the doors to powerlifting. Um, I really had no idea what it was. I kind of found out through, I don't know if you guys down there know who Furious Pete is from over in Toronto. Mm. Um, Doesn't ring a bell. You, uh, what, what's, what's he from or what's he done? Um, so he has um, basically like world records in speed eating. <laughs> and he also was really into uh, fitness and strength training. He, he had a comeback from anorexia as well. So I, I found like a relatability to him. And he kind of got me moving towards the barbell. And from there, I learned what powerlifting was. And I was then introduced to a few people that had been doing it for quite a long time. And in the city here, we have a gym called Evolve Strength. Um, and we now have three of those facilities. And that opened the doors up to everything. Um, I got to experience my first meet because of the facility and then I was, I was gone. Powerlifting swallowed me whole. Yeah. The energy, the community, just the support. People just wanted to see you do well yeah. Yeah. and it didn't matter what you were moving. It didn't matter what you looked like. People just were supportive no matter what. Yeah. And it, honestly, it was the community that brought me into powerlifting and has kept me there. Um, my first competition was in 2016. Um, I was super small. Like, I weighed in at 62.8 kilos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm now, I walk around between 70 and 72 kilos. Okay. So, it's a bit of a change. I mean, um, yeah, but not bad. That's That's a good... That's a good size. Like, that's a good thickness there. That's not huge. I'm five. I'm five three. So I'm, I'm oh, five, yeah. You're yeah. You're dying. You're tiny. I'm little. <laughs> you're a little snowflake, aren't you? Yeah, I'm. I'm child sized or fun sized. We'll call it that. I was gonna. I was gonna say. I was. I was gonna say bite sized. Like you're <laughs> bite sized. Yeah. You have the Snickers, and then you have the bite sized Snickers. Oh my god! Yes. You know what I mean? I don't know if you guys really do like Halloween up there, but on Halloween we have the bite-sized of everything, you know, the get in the bag. Snickers, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. Um, of. But I, I don't know. Like I, I competed, and then I actually took a step back because in uh, 
what we have with Evolve is we have access to um, strongman equipment, um, Olympic weightlifting. Everything is Alico and competition grade. So I got to experience weightlifters. And so I took a break and I did weightlifting for two years. Um, and then I injured myself uh, back in 2017. Um, I had a grade two tear at the insertion point of my Dr. Magnus. Ew. So that was fun. That's not fun yeah. at all. That was that was awful. Especially on an insertion um, point, like where like where it has to like deal with the tensegrity. Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. Not fun. I You shouldn't do that, Amber. Don't do that again. <laughs> I don't I, I, I plan to never do that again. I don't know I don't know why you plan on doing it the first time. Yeah, it's horrible. Like I didn't know if I was gonna come back from it, what what I was gonna do. And uh Eventually, when I was finally able to start squatting uh, to a more depth than a quarter box squat, because I did a lot of those for yeah. a long time, <laughs> um, a meet popped up, and I was like, okay, I need something. And February of this year was my first meet back after being injured and taking some time off to do weightlifting. Um, and then it, I, I, something just happened and I was like, I'm going to keep going. And I did four meets this year. Oh um, God. Don't do that again. <laughs> do that. Do that again. Um, but I don't know. I caught like a competition bug and it yeah. was like, let's just keep going. I'm healthy. I'm getting stronger. Um, and so this last meet that I did, um, this past weekend was the end of the year. Nice. I think that's, I mean, honestly, uh, coming back, like how long did it take you to come back? Like from when you hurt yourself to your first meet, what was the time there? So I hurt myself May of 2000, what are we, 19, May of 2017. And I didn't start fully squatting until uh, end of October that year. So okay. about six, six months, around eight, maybe. Around? It took a while. Around, about, about eight? About, about, <laughs> yeah, about that time. Um, um, yeah. And I, I'd start all over again, like relearn how to squat. I started with 60 kilos on the bar, just like recreating movement patterns. Yeah. Um, so I kind of like caught some noob gains again, basically coming back and like yeah. so my squat blew up. Uh, um, I finally nailed technique with my bench and that blew up nice. to the point that I never, I never thought it would, like I never thought I'd be benching reds and then it happened. And now I'm like seven and a half kilos shy of 200 pounds, which is not very much in the powerlifting world, particularly these days with girls, my weight or girls in general, but it's, it's a goal that I never thought I would achieve, um, but it's getting close. It, you are. I mean, yeah. I say you're getting close, and honestly, um, I, I've, I've talked to just uh, side note. Like that's going to be the biggest um, differentiating factor from like in talking to like other the other lifters amongst the girl divisions. Just in powerlifting is the bench because girl like the squats and the deadlifts of the female powerlifting um, talent is just pff, exploding. You know. Um, I mean, fucking Brian. I mean, Briani's last heavy squat was 501 for two reps, and you know, and then obviously she's pulling. She's gonna be pulling the upper fives, and her bench is taking off, and she's you know hitting 
into the mid twos. Um, She's going to be pulling six for sure. I, I think so. I, I, I'm, I'm thinking that Chris is going to have her. Uh, um, so she competes on Sunday. Um, this will probably, I'm going to drop this on Monday. I'm going to schedule it for Monday. Um, I'm, and I haven't talked to, I haven't talked to her recently about like openers or anything like that. So, but I'm, I'm saying like for thirds, I'm guessing that Chris is going to push her into like, in like five thirties, five forties, maybe five fifty, depending on how she moves for the third. I bet for bench, she's going to have her push for like the two fifties, two sixty. And then, yeah, I think they're going to shoot for that six for the last pull. That's what I'm predicting. Yeah, she's, she's, like, such an inspiration to me. She's goals and, like, major girl crush. (laughs) Yeah. I just, it sounds so silly, but it's like, I just want to be like her. (laughs) I just want to be like her. I want to be around her. I want to be on top of her. Yeah. I want to train around people, like, more more women like that. There's a lot of men up here. Um, there, There are a fair amount of women, but... Uh, we have a lot of strong, strong women, like strong men, women yeah. up here. Um, and we do have a lot of really strong female powerlifters. They don't live in the city, though. So I train a lot, uh, around a lot of guys. Yeah. Which is not a problem at all. Yeah, um, of course. But girls are different. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be a little different training around females than it is men. Yeah, I think that's that's it for for down here too. Like I know like my female lifter friends, like a lot of the times they really they actually like schedule out times to like go, you know, visit each other. Like I know um Kale- like Ke- uh Kalia just went out to visit Briani a few weeks ago in Washington and they lifted together. I saw that, you know, they in like and then you know, I know that like Riley and them in Florida drive back and forth around Florida now that they move there to their friends and like, yeah, I feel I think a lot of the other female powerlifters in the in the sport are making it a point to travel and like go and lift with each other, you know, as often as possible, from what it seems like, and then probably for the same reasons, you know. Yeah, and. Like, I've got a lot of female friends that compete and lift, so we just, our schedules don't match up sometimes, so I either train alone or I train with my boyfriend and his friends, and, but it, it, it's all the same at the end of the day, really. I am, yeah. You just want to train around people that are going to make you want to be better. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, yeah, it is what counts, but I mean, I can understand, like, you know, again, what you're, what you're saying about, and I'm the same way, like, I want to train around people who just... I vibe with and I, you know, get along with, um, and I make a point to try like train with those people. Like it's like a goal. And, um, like I obviously wanted to go and train with Chris and Briani. I actually ended up having to cancel my trip, which sucked. Um, uh, I really was looking forward to it, but it's like, you want to go and train with those kind of people because it's true. Like when you're around them and you vibe with them, like that rubs off. When you're around that caliber of people, just being around them, um, you can't help but get some osmosis. And like, I was like, even the one time that we were texting, and 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 uh, and you you had said something on your story about being around people who do that, and I was like, oh yeah, so take your own advice and come and compete down here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, I'm, I'm very 
seriously thinking about it. You mean you're um, seriously? I just need to find the meat. Like, I, I don't plan to compete for a, a year, at least not. So, um, I'm now, I was waiting to talked about like i've uh, started working with chris yes chris so i'm super excited about that i'm excited and for you on that also i've talked to brianni a bit and she's like he's gonna fuck you up and i'm like yes please uh, yes like, please yes you will fuck me up fuck, fuck fuck me up for sure um it'll be great i think just from like knowing your work ethic and the little bit of like we've got to know each other and watching you lift i feel like chris Chris's style will jive with you very well, as well as his coaching, like him as a coach, but just, just like his style, like what the kind of workload he'll put you through. I feel like you will eat that shit up. And yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. very excited to get to work and to just start building and getting stronger. And, um, I'm very picky with technique. Um, yeah. So I like I beat myself up for not being technically sound on some things all the time. So yeah. I'm looking forward to him to be able to like pick things apart and to really help me get better in that get better aspect that. too. Yeah. I, I'm I'm that way too. I, I I bug my coach sometimes too much about like nitpicking things, and he'll actually end up telling me like stop thinking so much because I overanalyze, right. and he's like you need to actually do less of that and like get out of your own way and just like do right. the thing that you do know how to do. Um, but still it's, it's, but like it's form is everything and you know, you can't, can't put a whole, you know, a V8 engine into a fucking ratty old station wagon, like body, like you need the, you need the frame to match the power. And that's so right. that's I, I spend a lot of time with my clients. Um, so like here I'm a personal trainer, um, and I spend a ton of time working on technique. Like, I'm not just going to slap weight on a bar. It's, we might spend four months, six months before you really start adding weight to things. Because I want you to drill in those patterns. I want my clients to not hurt themselves, for one. Yeah. And to be able to not beat me to cue them to do something that, my voice and my cues are so ingrained in their head that they're very confident in doing things on their own. Um, and they can move forward without having to constantly work with me. Cause I mean, we always want to keep clients around, but we also want them to be independent. And the more I can drill technique into them, the more they can be independent and make progress on their own. Right. Yeah. Just be better and safer lifters. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. I mean, I feel like that's it. It is. It's better, safer lifters. It also makes you a more aware lifter, also. Yes. Because you'll you'll know, like you, you know you. I've met guys at the gym who you know they kind of overshoot their, you know you know they're not really doing RPE, but they're just trying to see what they can do for the day, and they overshoot themselves. It's because they're like, well, I did it, but they don't have the self-discernibility to be like yes i did it but it wasn't acceptable like my you know my tech was your technique like at least a seven out of ten because if it wasn't then you shouldn't go up because it was shit if it wasn't at least a seven then there wasn't a clean lift therefore you need to you need to fucking pull it back up pull that shit down but they're like oh yeah no it was no i got it up but it was like at a fucking four technique wise like that like that is an injury waiting to happen or what, you know, anything else. 
Um, So they don't have that awareness. If any of my clients, um, after we've been working together for a certain amount of time and like they know the patterns or they know the cues, if they happen to fail a lift, um, I would like to stand back and I'll ask them what happened. Why did you fail? Because it's not that the strength wasn't there, but something else happened. Yeah. So my goal is for them to be able to pinpoint exactly what happened without me having to point it out. Yeah. It's a, and it's good because you need that slightly Socratic method because then again, it'll bring their awareness and they're not just going to look to you to be like, tell me what I did wrong, coach. Just tell me. And because you can't always be there and you know, you want your clients for as long as possible, but eventually, you know, they will move out into the world and they will be responsible for their own training at some point. Um, and you want to, as a coach, as a trainer to know that, that this person, whenever they are no longer able to work with you, they are a safe lifter and they like have the tools to continue being healthy and strong for as long as they can move their body. I think I'm not being a good teacher. If my clients aren't able to do things on their own. They're not able to walk away from a session and feel like they learned something and take it into an individual training session on their own. Um, as trainers and coaches, we're teachers. Yeah, and I mean that's any good teacher. Does your student internalize the words mm-hmm. that you're, you know, that you're saying? Do they, the the concepts, the principles? Because anybody can regurgitate information. The regurgitation is an internalization. So, you know, you, and that's what you want. And then when you see them succeed and you see them internalize, but then even maybe speak it in their own way, in a way that you didn't even think of, but you're like, oh, wow, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's right. And that's really cool way of putting it. Like, that's really great. That's so cool when they have those, you know, light bulb moments and, um, I love teaching for that reason because that's what I, I for me it makes such a big difference in my life, um, and uh, so like lifting kind of saved my life in a in a kind of a different similar like form in terms of like a medical like I was um, to to you I had um, re- it's a kind of a hypoglycemic issues so essentially i had anxiety induced hypoglycemic crashes okay um which stan i went to an endocrinologist eventually it took two years for them to kind of figure it out they actually thought like i had a tumor in my pancreas because of the the dips i went into the hospital twice um for all of my muscles that could contract contracted at once even the opposing ones um they have a name for it and I always forget the name, but essentially, yeah, all your muscles contract at once and they fight and your nervous system just goes on fire. So you're you're like in a ball because everything is contracting at once, including your, your airways. So it's hard to breathe and you, it hurts to be touched because you feel like you're on fire. Like when they touch you, it's sharp and they had to cut off my clothes each time they had to give me muscle relaxers and actually physically force my limbs straight and my fingers and all that kind of stuff. Um, but essentially my, the endocrinologist came to the conclusion that I was a, a hormonal, um, uh, clusterfuck pretty much. And like for lack of like the scientific term and she, 
her hypothesis was that if I would put, put on 10 pounds of muscle, because just the, the, the hormonal actions of putting on muscle in the body, right. the way that that, you know, calibrates and everything, and obviously eat better, like eat better. She basically said, start eating, eating better and put on like 10 pounds of muscle and like, just kind of be regularly active. She's like, I bet your, your hormones will re recalibrate. Um, and she had a, like a whole theory as to why it also happened and I won't go into it, but, uh, but yeah, I, so that's what I did. I, I took her advice and I learned to lift. That's when I first started learning how to like actually do more than just martial arts, but like barbell lifting. And I went to see her, um, almost three months later for the follow up after that appointment where she told me what to do. And I put on like, yeah, like 16, 15 pounds, and did not have another episode up to that point and was like coming along. And, uh, I was 20 at that time, almost 21. And that was, I haven't had anything since. And I just, you know, yeah, it was kind of the same thing where being saved my life in a bit. And then when I started training and doing it and teaching, I wanted to share that with other people and see how that could do that for them in their own way. So. Yeah, it's been a long time then since you've had an episode. Cause you're my age. You're 28, correct? 29. 29. 29. Yeah, we're old. Yeah, we're fucking old. It's gross. <laughs> I'm going to be 30. I'm going to be 30 in January. So. Uh, yeah. I don't feel this old, though. I don't. I know I don't look this old. Like. I have a baby no. face. I look like I'm like 25 still. Um, yeah, I definitely would have guessed 25. Right? Yeah. It's like it's like even with the testosterone, like it's like still fucking baby face. Like, all right, cool. <laughs> you know, but I have grays. Yeah, like facial hair. Yeah, I know that helps. But like, I actually have grays. Like, on the side of my hair and my like in my facial hair have grays. Um, like all the guys in my family gray real early, like early 30s. Like my dad when he was 30 had like gray stripes down his sides. So I'm hoping to be pulling you know that silver fox Girls look are early. Like the salt and pepper these days. So I, 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 I know seriously, I, I'm about it. I want that like that silver fox, salt and pepper, like like a smoker's jacket with a bubble pipe, and like <laughs> I want that. I want that. People like call me the Commodore. They don't know my real name like at all. Like, they just call me that. I'm cool. I'll dig it. I can get down with that. Absolutely. Oh uh, hell yeah! Just just walk around in a smoker's jacket, no pants. And uh, just like really, just in, 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 enigmatic and weird, but people just think it's interesting, so they just like let it slide. Like, oh, what a crazy Commodore that one! Yeah, I want to be on that level. I want to be on that level because either people will love you or they'll put you in like a mental ward. So either way, <laughs> just yeah, it, it'll be fun. Uh, I'm sorry, I went on a tangent. You should go back to what you were saying. <laughs> God, what the hell was I saying? Fuck, I don't remember either. Yeah, we were talking about teaching. We were talking about teaching. Yeah. Uh, um, well, I really... I, I liked how you said like you wanted to um, pass things on to other, other people, which is why you got into... Because I listened to not your most recent podcast, but um, the one that I, I posted about... Um, I apologize, I can't remember who you had on. Um, oh, Chad. He was, uh, he's like, he's on Tama. Yeah, Chad. His name's Chad. And uh, you had went on, um, about 
personal trainer at, yeah. at one point. I, st- um, I still am. I still have clients that I, that I teach, yeah. Right. Um, and, I mean, that's really why I got into it as well. Um, I started making my own changes, and I wanted to basically pay it forward. Um, I, I used to work in an office. I was an office manager for a long time, and I literally jumped ship, said, fuck this. This is not for me. And mm-hmm. I just started my own business. I had nothing to fall back on. I just did it. Yep. Because uh, I wanted to change people's lives. That's what I wanted to. I've been, um, and I still want to, like, I've been a trainer for four years, going on five. It'll be five in, like, March. this coming March will be five years. Mm-hmm. And, um, but it was harder. I, mean, I kind of talked about it with Chad that I st- I've stepped away a little bit from, like, promoting myself that because I feel like I have a lot more to learn and um, um, I kind of as a guy like even though I would go through changes that didn't really push up my business like I have a couple clients that have been with me for a few years um, but yeah I actually end up having to go back to an office job which is my day job now because I would just have fucking feast or famine um, when it came to my business and it just gonna would it wouldn't grow and I took more hits than anything and it was kind of it was really you know discouraging and I realized obviously the big world out there and the really good coaches and how much I still need to learn and I realized it's like as a guy um, I mean it's like this with girls too um, that's what's not like like a separation, but just like in my experience, like I, um, I actually had an an ex-girlfriend, uh, and obviously ex, but she pretty much said, "Uh, you just don't look like a trainer. You just don't look like someone people would go to. And she said that to me and I was just like, um, ow, like, okay. Um, which hurt, but you know, she was not wrong. Like I was like one sixty two. Oh, I mean, I was lean, but I, like, I had my buddies who were, you know, show guys and competitors. I would go to the gym with them, and they would literally have people coming up to them asking them to train them. Literally people just coming up to them. And and they weren't even trainers. And they didn't even want to, but they were just, they were just jacked. They, they looked apart. They looked apart. And so I did realize that, like, I can't just rely on my brains in a visual industry. Even though I, I knew my shit and I love being the nerd that I am. Um, and so I, I realized I had to look the part and I needed to validate myself, which is why I wanted to start competing. Cause I felt like, Hey, give me, I, I need goals. Like I need something to strive to. Um, and I need something to, to be training for, and it keeps me centered. Um, but I also wanted to, yeah, you know, get out there and, and, uh, like prove myself. So, right. you know, people say like, who the fuck are you? And like I have a, I have a total. I have like, well, you know, like I compete. Like I go out and I do this, and I put myself on the line, you know, to be strong and to be judged um, on a platform in front of people. Because uh, I feel like as a guy in the fitness industry, you either have you're either ex-military or law enforcement. You have a really, really like high degree of you know of of like a university schooling and then hopefully like some like high level uh collegiate maybe even professional sports to back that or again you're a competitor some sort of a high caliber and those like the three realms of which you will be validated um in our industry 
So I didn't have any of that, and I had to start building it. So, I mean, eventually, like, I love coaching, and I want to do it, and I actually I'm good at it like because I, I love it so much, and I'm such a nerd. Um, but, uh, yeah, and whenever I've tried to push that or, like, expand on that, it usually <laughs> blows up the other direction. So, um, yeah, I'm still figuring that out solely. At some point. Well, I think when you figure it out, you're going to do very well at it. I think like this is just um, kind of like the first little step. I honestly think this podcast is more than just a podcast. Um, I think you're going to start blowing up a lot. I, I honestly do. I, I really I appreciate that. I really I mean I hope you're right. I, I really I really do. I, I don't I don't really feel, always feel that way. I, mean, I feel like. I mean, I, I love doing this and this is actually, that is kind of like what, I mean, I lost a bet, first of all, that's why I start. that's how I started it. But, um, but it, 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 uh, it does come like I did pull away from coaching and it made me feel really bad, but I was like, but I want to share information. Like I want to kind of get, I wanted to recreate the same thing. So it's like, if I'm going to, if I'm going to kill one thing off, I want to recreate it like to fill the void. And so this was that um, kind of in an attempt to do that. Well, just think about how much you're learning through the people you're talking to. Oh yeah, that's, I, on, that's only going to make you better. I, I agree. I fucking yeah. Selfishly, like it's like I get to talk to some of the best like lifters in our in our in our field, or at least the ones I think are are fucking awesome, and pick their brains and just talk to them and like like I have Stacy's number in my phone and I will I can text her and she'll text me back. Like it's fucking rad. Like I have Chris's, I have Brianni's, like I have uh I have I don't have I don't have Yangsu's number, but I text him and he texts me back like via Instagram all the time. Um you know, it's like I've got to like talk and like build the friendship and rapport with yeah, these really amazing lifters and coaches and uh pick their brain and uh I've been really thankful for that. So I, I really do hope that you're you're uh your female intuition is correct. And I do hope, uh, I feel like I need to find a way to like, to push, like I need to, the show needs something. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't really been out front about, like, I don't know if you like noticed, like I did have like a, I've had a couple weeks since Chad, yeah. um, off. And that's only because I really hadn't been able to like schedule anybody. There is one gal who I'm still trying to schedule and just didn't work out. Um, then, Jad and his girlfriend kind of just came on a whim and I was like, yeah, let's fucking do it. I've been, it's been almost two weeks. Like I want to release one. I don't like not doing that. And then obviously it worked, you know, it worked out with you too. And so that was nice. I'm, but, I'm a fucking no one. Like, really. uh, I, I dis, I disagree with no, that. I'm a no one from up here in little Canada. I don't have a big total. I'm not a fancy lifter. I'm just like You're, you. So you are you are a very a very good lifter. You are very technically sound, and, and maybe and I can say that because like I do get to like talk to high lifters and obviously like watch them and like investigate and like talk to them. So like I know talent like when I see it. I, I think I think that is like I do have an eye for like I know I know monsters when I see monsters. And, and I do, and I feel like they, you are one of those monsters. And I actually even said it on the intro, I said, I bet as soon as you come down here and you get around some of the monsters who are like yourself and they kind of reflect that back to you, you're going to have a little bit of a, 
of a awakening of sorts, and you will you will fucking bring the thunder, and it'll be great. So um, that's what I see in store for you. Like once you come down and you just kind of get around that caliber, which is you you are the same caliber. You just need to like have it be brought out of you and be around like other female lifters of that like who are like that. Um, yeah. And both in your weight class and out of your weight class, but just to go and again, biosmosis, be around that. And I think that'll just fucking, that'll click and you'll just fucking, <laughs> you'll go. Me up. Damn it. <laughs> I'm so bad with compliments, but <laughs> my goodness. Oh my God. You will, first of all, you will take this is, it's not a compliment. It's a statement of my observation that makes it any better. Um, secondly, there's a meme and I'll, and I'll send it to you. Cause like I saved it because I related to it so hard. It showed this guy on like a, a torture table and a grim reaper. And the guy's like, like bring all your torture. I can take it. And then the next slide is the grim reaper. He's like, Oh, I know you can. And then the next slide, he's like, but can you take compliments? And the very last slide is you have such nice hair. And it's like, no, stop. And I was like, Oh, That's, literally that is what my boyfriend does to shut me up. Give you compliments. He will give me a compliment and I just have nothing to say. So if we're like, Having maybe a little bit, I wouldn't say an argument, but like a tiff, going at it, a, a little spat, bit, having a little tip chat. You'll just compliment me, and it shuts me right up. <laughs> it's like I can't take it. It's like no, no, up. no. It's like call me a bitch, call me a whore, tell me that I look nice today, and the outfit brings out my eyes. I don't fucking know what to say to that. <laughs> Peel my skin. I want to molt away like a Slytherin, just slide. Not, not. Well, I'm like, okay. If that shuts you up, then how do, how do, like, how do you get hyped up for like when you're lifting? Do you take trap slaps or like what? I actually don't like being slapped. Um, I don't, I don't understand that. So I get that. Yeah. <laughs> Go away. Yeah. Just let me be. I hate you. But hi. But uh, yeah, I just I, I kind of like go inward, and then when I get on the platform, um, I, I used to be someone that got really hyped up, but I've learned to control it a lot more. Where you kind of like reel in the aggression and then just utilize it towards the bar. Yeah. Um, I'll kind of let out like. I can bark or like growl, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> bark? Like, I, when, as soon as you said that, I just like imagined you in your purple singlet and then like, like you, like, 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 you know, like at the bar. But then in my mind, the audible that I heard was like a little like Pekingese going, arr, arr. <laughs> like that's what in my head I imagined. It was like a Pekingese bark. Or, or like, or like a, it's like a DMX song when he's barking in the beginning, but it's just, <laughs> arr, arr. and it's like, oh, so vicious. You're not, you're not, you're right. I'm, not, you're right. like, I'm not wrong. 
I'm not wrong. God, I really, now I really want to try to like find a way to like, make it into a meme or a gif of you of like a, like a, <laughs> like a Pekingese, like back, like back draw. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to figure out how to do it. I'll make it happen. Uh, no, I, yeah, I don't use music. I don't, I don't know. I just, weightlifting actually taught me to really visualize things and, uh, just to kind of oh, pretentious ass motherfuckers! Yeah, <laughs> once, and I was like, I'm never doing this again because it was like fucking golf. Fucking golf! Everybody just like finger clapping. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Trying to be supportive of everyone, like all the other lifters, and they're like scowling at me. I'm like, dude, I'm just here supporting you. I'm not even any good. I'm not here trying to take your fucking medal. Calm your tits, like just go up there and lift the fucking weight. Yeah, like I, I, I'm sorry. It's like I love weightlifting as a sport. I'm saying that, yes. like disclaimer. Weightlifting as a sport is rad. Weightlifters, beautiful in the sport, are fucking pretentious douchebags. Like, like yeah. the guy. Like I, I made the joke before. The guy, people who come into powerlifting were the band geeks and like the nerdy gothy kids. And the people, I was a like nerdy theater kid. So, and, and, and the guys, people get into weightlifting are usually like, they're like the, the Chads and the Brads and the Keiths who are the jocks. And it's like really pretentious and like, God, like just fucking get over yourself. Jesus. Like I want to, I want to support you in your sport, but goddamn. Make it very hard. Yeah, right. Exactly. You're making this hard to like you, like like you, like. Come on. Obviously, it's not everybody. Some of them are really cool. No. It's not a blanket statement. It's just a trend that I've observed. Um, and then yeah, I've not been to an, a weightlifting meet personally, but I, from what I've seen, I what like is like as you said, like it's not really supportive. It's very like contentious. And, and it's silent, which is so weird. I, I just want to take that. I just want to take them into a powerlifting meet and be like, "See, you can have fun, <laughs> and it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to yell and slap each other. Yeah, like <laughs> these things are okay. These things are great. Like you know, on the platform, off the platform, in the bedroom, out of the bedroom. Like fucking let loose, bro. Let loose. Yeah. It's yeah, fine. I'm excited. Like, yeah. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. But but then again, you are saying this, saying that you don't like music or anything either. So I mean, you do you, boo boo. Uh, that being said, if we ever live together, I'm gonna put on the like most fucking giddy, bubbly, obnoxious music, and I'm gonna just blare it at you. Oh, that's fine. The whole time. Like, okay, I should say that I do enjoy music. I don't like listening to. I don't like using my headphones. Um. Like, oh, I like being aware of my surroundings, so I'll get into the music that's on around me. Okay, uh, fair. I don't I don't like listening to music in my headphones. It, it, it kind of keeps me unfocused mm. in a, a way. And, uh, people are, it's so interesting how people are different. Because, like, for me, I'm, I will put on my headphones when I need to focus. Um, I, like, I, I'm fine with the music outside of, like, what's being playing if it's good. Like if it's if it's music that I really like, then that's cool. I don't need my headphones. Um, but if it's like music that's like really not vibing with me very well, or I don't really like it, then 
I need to, or if I'm just really like craving like some specific band or songs, you know, like then I want that. Um, which I do like, I, 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 as I get older, I feel like I'm kind of on the spectrum, like autistic. Like I am dyslexic and I'm really dyscalculic too. Um, but sometimes there are just some things that I do that I, I, I really think that I'm like, so I'm, I'm a little off because I do have like these little like worms or quirks. Um, and sometimes like, like a certain song or like I said, band or like, uh, uh, I don't really know how to explain it, but they just get, they get stuck in me and it like, I just, I need to hear it and I'll just, I'll, I'll replay it. It may be one song. It may be again, uh, uh, like one particular grouping of songs. Like, but yeah, that just like hit a, like a certain vibe or energy for me that I relate to. And like, I need that. Like, that's it. And I'll just fucking play that shit over and over and over, and over again. I'll make a Spotify list with just like those four songs and just have it like like I'm I'm fucking weird sometimes. So um, I'll listen to the same song if I ever do listen to music. I will listen to the same song for like my entire lifting session. Oh yeah, like there is one of my favorite bands, like bar none favorite bands. They're called King Eight One Zero, and they're from Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you're familiar, but they're a great band. I am. Um, I don't know if you've listened to them extensively. Like their other songs, other than maybe like the, if you do know them, like some of them are they're known for like some really they're really heavy stuff. They actually have some very like jazzy thing music. Okay. Um, like they don't really they don't really say it. I got to meet them by the way. I got to train with them too. I got to tr- meet the before I knew them as a band. I met the lead singer and some of the band who came to train at this like gym I was at in Michigan for a workshop that I went to. And then later, my buddy who knew them was like, oh, yeah, those guys are part of the band. They're my buddies who are in that band I told you about. You want to listen to them? And then I was like, oh, my fucking God, these guys are great. And I just, like, hung out with them. That was cool. Um, Anyway, they have a song called Me and Maxine. It's one of my favorite songs. And that song is, like, kind of weird and, like, jazzy. Like, it, it, it sounds like it would be played in, like, some, like, fucking prohibition club in the 40s like for real like like, i'll send it to you and but that song like sometimes i'll be lifting that's all i want to hear it's not a fast song it's a really like slow like piano guitar and bass song with like a little bit of drum so it's like really groovy and like dark like you know like dim lights and cigarette kind of dark and that just gets me into like a headspace and i just will fucking ride that for like whole squat session that's it it's so interesting what music can do to our brains though yeah like how it can just put us in a different state oh, completely. Um, whether it's like more focused or it just it, it completely changes the energy yeah um yeah I'm, I'm highly like subjective to music like i have musical add because i match my music to my mood and if i cannot find a song or a sound that like matches how I'm feeling. It's really frustrating for me because it's like an outlet, you know, and I'll just like fucking just go like click, 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 click. I can't find it. I can't find it. And eventually sometimes I'm just like, okay, silence because yeah. I need some silence. To it's, like, easier. it's easier. And then maybe it'll help me figure out what I do want to listen, like figure out what that, yeah. what I need. And, um, fuck, like, 
makes no goddamn sense, but I agree. It's like, like music and it's like, and smell like music and smell can just like transport you. Yes. In like a, in like a switch, you know, it's like, it's like, soon as like I smell like fucking pumpkin, anything like, Oh man, (laughs) it's on, it's on pumpkin pie. Fucking everyday pumpkin muffins. I love pumpkin muffins. Oh God. More than anything. The pumpkin loaf from, well, Starbucks. I was. I thought you were going to say Tim. I was really hoping you were going to say Tim Hortons. Tim Hortons. I really thought you were going to say that, but I was. I was like, I haven't been to Tim Hortons in a long time. I definitely didn't have their pumpkin loaf if they have one, but I would have tried it. Um, no. um, the, it is. I don't like the. I don't. I don't eat the icing on it. I don't like the like icing. It's too sweet, and I, I'm lactose intolerant, so like it usually like yeah. you know. Um, but that fucking yeah, that pumpkin um, pumpkin muffins though is my shit. I fucking love pumpkin muffins. Pretty much the one, yeah. The ones from Starbucks actually have like pumpkin seeds on them. Yes, okay. they do. Yeah, I used to I used to work for Starbucks, so I'm Me like too. really yeah, I totally I did yes. twice. I did when I was 19, and then actually I did again just like uh, not very long ago, like a couple years ago again, like well you know just when personal training wasn't doing very well and I had to get another like side job. So it's an easy one to get. Honestly, I would go back and do it. Like I had so much fun working at Starbucks. You know what? I I did too. Like I, I liked a lot about it. Um, then obviously there's like, it's, it's hard because it's customer service. Um, and the particular ones that I worked out here where I live in Ventura, California, they are, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Ghetto as fuck. Oh my god. Like, just can I get a vente caramel frappuccino with extra, 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 extra caramel in the cup, and then extra, 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 extra caramel on top. And then can I get it? Yeah. And then can I get it with with heavy cream? Not two percent, and then can I get it with some chocolate chips blended into it, and then some of the chocolate and caramel sauce on top of the whipped cream? Thanks. That is a real order that I made multiple times for a guy who came in a lot. Like I added a couple extra extras in there, but that is an actual order: heavy cream caramel frappuccino with extra caramel in the cup, caramel and mocha on top with Java chips blended in. And my arteries just plugged. Yeah, for real, for real. I was like, "What the fuck? Like, what is this? Like, what is this? An like ice cream sundae for an elephant? Like, Jesus Christ, man!" Are you gonna eat for the rest of the week, like, dude? For real. And he was like this tall, skinny guy with like a round beer gut. Like that was it. He was skinny, tall, round beer gut. Like, didn't make any sense. Nothing made sense about this guy. He was really nice. Like. He was just really like just, sugar. Yeah, just like a oh, man. Sugar addiction's a real thing, yo. Like holy fuck. Do you get to watch his pupils dilate after that? Jesus. I think so. Take a sip and just like. I I I honestly was kind of expecting him just to pour it into an IV bag and then just like hook it up that way <laughs> and then walk out like. I don't know, or like. You know, you just, you, yeah, you just like deal like I just is ghetto and you used to deal with some of the worst people. And like, who were just like mean and rude. 
but yeah, but but working for Starbucks, like as a Starbucks and like working for the company, everything was super fun, and I liked it. So. Yeah, I, I like the customer service aspect of it. Like, for, if you're really good at it, and you kind of like ran things like a kitchen line, like I felt like I was quite good at it. I was very fast and efficient, and yeah. I knew all my regulars, and I just had a ton of fun with it. Yeah, I, I think it also it depends on the area. Also, like, mm-hmm. like, cause whenever I would go, if I like, you know, filled in a shift or something in a more affluent, just a nicer area, of course there are some dickheads, but for the most part, I had a good old time. I was like, wow, this is nice to like, especially if it, if it's somewhere where it wasn't like triple busy and we're super understaffed, you know, like it's like normal busy and you have the adequate amount of staff for the most part and like if he like all that kind of stuff was met i'm like wow this is what it should be like and i had a good time and then that and i could do my job instead of feeling like i'm ransacked and like understaffed where there's three people and there's a line out the door and everybody's angry at you and why aren't you doing it better and how did you forget and this isn't my drink it's because it's not your drinks kathy it says steve on the cup Fuck. I'm not bitter about it at all. I'm not oh, bitter. Not at all. I'm not bitter. you have some, uh, some anger. Push down. Starbucks anger. I I, okay. I I just have anger. I think I just have anger in general that I just like kind of. Starbucks anonymous. Starbucks anonymous. Did you hear about that one guy who who worked for Starbucks who had a YouTube channel and he made a song making fun of just customers. Obviously, no names, just customers. They fired him. Oh, yeah. They found out because he actually worked for the company. And again, he didn't say anybody's name. He didn't even say where he was from. He didn't. He just was like making fun of like things he deals with on day to day. And they fucking fired him. Oh, fuck that. Freedom of speech, man. I know. I know. I feel like, I mean, I don't know where he lived. I don't know if he was in the States or if he was in another country. But yeah, they fired him for that. And, uh, and he was wearing a green apron while he did it. And they, that was like, I guess that's like what they use because it was like misrepresenting the company. Like, I don't know, really shady. And I was, I, I, I was a little like fucked by that. I was like, come on, Starbucks. Like you can be better than that. Yeah. That's really unfortunate. Jeez. It is. Cheese and crackers. Anyway. Oh man. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I think you should do the Nationals in Palm Springs in November down here. Just FYI, that's what I think. So November twenty twenty. Hey. Yeah, I know it's not a full year, but well, my plan is year off, right? It's not a full year, like exactly, because you'd obviously you have to start prep about anyway at least three months prior. Yeah, but I didn't plan to step on the platform until, like, November, December of 2020, so... Well, it does fit that criteria. It would be here in California, in Palm Springs. Um, But the thing is, you have to find out if... Because you do have to qualify for it. I don't know if, like, your, like, what your total... Your Canadian total would be acceptable. Uh Like, in terms of, like, transfer, it very well could be. I don't know. Um, so therefore, if you were to do it, you possibly would probably have to do like a meet for 
five, probably, you know, about four months, five months, maybe prior down here where you just have to qualify. So you just have to just get, you would pretty much just fucking sandbag it and not really have to like go hard and just, you know, hit, you know, just have fun and just hit it. And then five qualifying numbers. Well, I feel like you already do for like your weight class for the nationals and all that kind of stuff. Like I, I feel like you're already there. I bet even now. So I feel like not, you, not quite a thousand pounds, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'd have to like look at the USPA or the IPL um, women's chart. I can totally look at it. Um, it's definitely something I want to talk to Chris about. Um, see what he thinks down yeah. the line. Because yeah. um, I'm also kind of in between, like, do I want to stay in the 75 class or do I want to drop to um, the 67.5s, so the 148s? Right. Because it's really only like a seven pound weight cut. Yeah. However, I feel good where I am and I'm quite light in the weight class of maps. Like I walk around at 155, 157. Really? And yeah, like, I don't know. Yeah. If you feel good and you're happy, like why change it? It's not that huge of a difference in terms of total. Like, no, numbers. and like I think with the the work that I'm planning to well get, and with the time off, like I, I'm hoping I can see my numbers go up quite a bit and oh, actually bet. be competitive in the 75s. Yeah, I I no doubt. Like between between your work ethic experience and then Chris's like coaching and programming experience, like I bet you could just fill that fucking 75 out nicely. Also, like just before we got on this podcast, was uh, I signed on with uh, Nutrition Coats. So Very going nice. all out for this. Nice. I'm wanting to take it to the next level. So nutrition was kind of not that I don't eat well. It was just like I'm really bad with nutrition timing. Yeah. Um, I'm someone that like you know how are you too busy to forget to eat. I will literally go all day and not eat like all the snack before training and maybe a snack after, but like I will go all day without eating. Yeah. Which is awful. And I know, I know it's awful and I've tried to get into the habit of like planning my meals around my training and I'm just shit at it. So having Uh, somebody to be accountable to, uh, I'm, I'm hoping it'll kick my ass into gear. Yeah. See, I am, uh, I'm, I'm like you where the nutrition aspect has always been hard. I ended up, I did end up asking a friend of mine, Ryan Silva, who's a really good coach to kind of give me a nutrition breakdown. And like, he actually just like wrote out for me, like here, like your macros that you need and um, like when to take them. He, he basically just gave me like a structure um, to try to follow and which helps has helped a lot. Cause it does give me a bit of a compass of like what, what to try to hit. But for me, it's um, having the food because, like, I will do the same thing. I will go too long without eating, um, but it's mostly, like, just procuring. I'm not – I don't always have the time to prep. I have to make the time, and I am horrible about it, and I need to find ways around my kitchen limitations in terms of prep and, like, making enough. Um, uh, I don't like wasting food, so I try not to, like, make – 
too many days, even though I'm, I eat enough, I can eat enough now. I don't worry so much about that, but it's, um, yeah, it's definitely having, having, if I have the food, I'll eat it. Yes. Um, I'm fine with that. It's just a matter of having it when I need it. Um, and having obviously the right kinds and the right amount. So for me, that's my challenge with nutrition is just being able to have it on hand and then, yeah, just then if I have it, I'll eat it like at the right time. But if I don't have it, then, you know, I obviously procure it and I want to make sure it's at least not junk. I don't eat junk food or, you know, really trash. So, you know, I'm picky about that. And it's like, it's always a thing. So, yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather wait until I get home if I don't want to have food with me and, and like make something healthy rather than even grab like a protein bar or yeah. something at the front desk of the gym. Like, yeah. even though it's just, you're, you're getting something in, I would rather go hungry until I can go home and like actually make a good meal. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes I'm like that and too. I know that's not right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like sometimes like, yes, protein is good or even this fucking, even just some like some glucose, like before you train, like, so that, that's what I've learned is like, I'm like, okay, again, like you said about timing, if I can at least time to how get some good glucose in me, like an hour to an hour and a half before I train, I know that'll at least help me, that'll help me get through the training and not fucking just tank. Um, yeah. Cause I hate that. I it feel like, yeah. Tanking and like, it, it also helps with your body composition. Like if you're trying to change your body composition, nutrition timing plays a big role in that. Yeah. It does, and I and I again, I had something I really also need to get better at. Um, you know, what about what about, you, what about your, your boyfriend? He seems. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't follow him yet. I should, and he find out. But like, I don't know that much about him. But he seems like he's he's been doing it like for a while, and he seems to do do it know his shit. Just obviously, just from perception. Lifting at least since he was, oh goodness, I think it's been. Well, let's just say it's been over ten years. Okay. He's only twenty-five too, so he's, he's younger than me. Huh. You great old robber. <laughs> it's okay. He looks like if he, he was any younger than twenty-five. It'd be getting close to great old Uh Yeah, I mean, but at the same time, he looks older than oh, both of us older. combined. So uh, whatever. He's, He's been someone, uh, or he is someone, pardon me, that um, actually has a hard time putting on size. So he eats pretty well whatever he wants, but he actually has been working with a nutrition coach as well for at least, I think, like three or four months. Nice. Um, and for the first time, he's been like cooking meals and actually eating, and I say in quotations, clean food. Um, cleaner. And cleaner food. Cleaner, let's say that. Well, he, he'll eat, like, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups like they're nothing, like they're air. <laughs> and he wakes, up, he wakes up with abs. It's, it's funny, oh. like, Brianni and I were actually bitching about this because Chris is apparently the same way, and he can eat whatever the fuck he wants, and he's... Yeah perfectly fine <laughs> yeah it's fine yeah i yeah i don't i don't actually i i do have like a hypothesis to why some guys are like that um i think it comes to wit when they're younger like if in high school if they were active like really active um 
Because yeah. he, my boyfriend, was. He played a lot of sports growing See, up. See, yeah, it's there. So their body composition and physiology through their puberty years adapted to a certain baseline. Um, it's actually what the endocrinologist for my problem told me of why my hormones went whack. I grew up active. I grew up in martial arts. I grew up doing stuff since I was five. And when I hit about 17, cause I moved a lot. Um, and I got out of it just because of like moving. And then I didn't get into something. I didn't get back into doing something like active until I was 19. I started so that was a couple of years of not eating well, not being active, when my body had literally grown up with this certain physio- physiological stim- stimulus and went, to, went completely wacko. So the endocrinologist hypothesized, and I believe she was right, just out of doing and you know, what had happened, that um, your body growing up into a fir- certain physiological state, it's what it's accustomed to. So if you go too long without giving it that stimulus that it knows like literally formed its formative years through, um, then it will go wacko because that's not what it literally evolved to do. So, um, like I, again, I had like two to three years off when like Chris and your boyfriend, what's your boyfriend's name? Just keep calling your boyfriend. Alex. Alex. They have not probably gone longer than, I bet maybe six months without training. Yeah, no, it, Alex has always been, as far as I know, very active, like whether it's sports, um, football, hockey, rugby. Um, and he plays rugby MMA. too? I like him. Yeah. He's a good old boy. <laughs> he's, he's a big boy. He's 5'11". Uh, when we first started dating, he was like maybe 265, 262. He's already up to almost 280. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> You know what he, he looks like? He looks like um, there's a, a company called Flex Comics. Okay. Uh, I have that's where I get all my funny shirts. You know um, that I have like I have all my cool like comic shirts. It's from that company, and I get a shirt from them every month. Um, it's like a subscription thing. But the um, the creator of that company, his name's Jeremy. I actually had him on the show. He's one of my first guests. Um, I, I went to a comic con- anime convention. I interviewed him at his booth. He looks just like your boyfriend. Like I swear, like they have the same beard. He's also huge. He's also like in the two seventies, two sixties, and like, like, like from just like with your boyfriend's hat on and the beard and the bigness. Like he looks just like Jeremy from Flex Comics. And I'll just send it to you because it, it kind of trips me out. I'm sure like face to face, like if, if I see his face, they probably don't. But just from like you know, that perspective, like, I swear to God, that's what it looked like. And it was really funny. He Uh, just looks like a giant, like mountain man. Yeah. Yeah. He does. He does. (laughs) But like, I want, but like, he he looks huggable. Like I want to be his friend. Like I want to live with that guy and be his friend. Um, Oh, he'll make you strong. He's a, he's actually an equipped powerlifter. Ooh. Um, He's one of, he does raw as well, but like he favors equipped. He is one of those. He's one of those, but that's cool. Cause that's, I, I love both. Like I haven't tried it yet. I do want to try. I would love to try uh, a squat and deadlift too. Yeah. But I, I, I do think I would like to see them more conjoined, like somehow. I agree. Um, just because I feel like just the divide is dumb, both in the sport, like, like the whole WPO controversy. Um, 
Oh, the WPO obviously, Honestly, you know, showed that. You, you don't see any equipped lifters making fun of raw powerlifting. Let's be real here. I feel like, like they, I feel like they, I feel like they do a little bit. Though a couple of them that I know, like they make little quips here and there. Little quips, but I just think that like, the divide has gotten so big. When I started powerlifting, yeah, it was a, it was just it was powerlifting. Yeah, um, there was obviously two sides of it. There was the equipped, which I didn't fucking understand at the time, but like yeah. I knew it was still powerlifting. But everybody still helped each other. Everybody was still friendly. Yeah, and it doesn't it's matter. It's like there's this major divide between the two aspects of the sport that I don't understand. I, and I think or why? Yeah, I don't. I don't think really anyone does. I just think it maybe just a couple people and personalities who decided to like fucking egg it on. And I think it's just that, and just like any type of negativity, kind of like caught on. It caught, yeah, it catches on because people just kind of like to be like, oh yeah, meh, you know, like for whatever reason. Um, like. I think, like, it, I, I just would like to see them be both. Like, I just see them as different things. Like, you either wear sleeves, you wear wraps, you wear a squat suit, you wear a bench shirt, like, whatever. However you want to lift, lift. Like, it's fine. Um, Absolutely. Like, you're, if you're not hurting anybody, like, just keep your mouth shut. Yeah, no one cares. I actually, so I really liked about the, so the meets at my gym, my home gym, and maybe other meets do this, and I haven't seen it, but it, I definitely have seen it at our gym. Uh, the owner of the gym is has been in powerlifting since the seventies, late seventies. So he's old school. He's an old older guy, old school. He does both raw and equipped. Um, but like there, are, we a lot of the times at our meets, we'll have a couple equipped lifters who enter, and they're obviously in their own division. But yeah. they they lift like just the last meet that we had there. There was a guy doing bench only in a bench shirt. And was going for some much like fucking ridiculous like high five hundred bench in his bench shirt, and it was really cool, like really rad to watch. And every you know, same thing, people cheered him on. It was awesome. He just did bench only with his bench shirt. That's just what he likes to do. Um, but yeah, so we a lot of the times we will have a couple like you know some you know kind of one off equip lifters that uh, will come in and heat in on the entry forms. And again, I haven't noticed on others he leaves that as options. So, you know, you could, if you, in a squat suit, you could come to our, our meets and, and squat, like whatever. It's, it's at the end of the day, just about moving weight. We're all there to move weight. Um, Again, it doesn't matter how you do it. Uh, um, The mindset where like the gear does all the work is so, Yes. Unnecessary because well, it's not true. Yeah. Um, it, it does take some of the load, absolutely, but you it, still yeah. need to be relatively strong to actually get into gear and move X amount of weight. Yeah, you have to be able to hold it on your back. You have to brace with it. You have to move it. Like it's gonna, yeah, like you said, it's gonna give you. But it's just like knee wraps. Like knee wraps give yeah. you more than sleeves. I fucking love knee wraps. I fucking love knee wraps. Uh, because it's you get so much rebound, it feels more secure on my on your knees. Um, you know, and like uh, I interviewed um, Jack of uh, Fifty Barbell and Stacia and they both, you know, obviously do you know equipped lifting and Stacia was at the WPO and she competed. So she does. She literally competes in both raw and equipped at a high level, and she's doing record breakers too. So she did the WPO, 
and she's going to be at Record Breakers. Uh, yeah, she, dude, she, yeah, she's gnarly. She's just, she is, she's awesome. Like she's done. When I, I interviewed them after doing WPO and record breaker breakers, she will have done 10 competitions this year. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 10 part of them powerlifting, part of them equipped powerlifting, part of them. She did, she did a couple like CrossFit and Olympic meets just for shits and giggles. Like, yeah, she's insane. Holy crap. She's insane. Like, fucking, like, like te- you can, like, text them on Instagram and ask them to, like, tell you about the, like, they'll tell you. They're just like, yeah, we just did, we did this, and we did this, and then we did this. And she, like, she's just a little, like, an engine that could. It's ridiculous. Wow. That's very impressive, especially to remain healthy. Yeah, yeah, and she is. She's fucking like, like I hung out with them. We got lunch. She's fucking chilling. It's very impressive. <laughs> yeah, like, and it's just, I mean, that's kind of like, like their the way that they set up their um, training is yes. they they like to to they essentially like, and I and I talked about it in my interview with them where they do these other competitions where they cross train. And they basically treat that like their off season. Like they never really have an off season. They just have a not powerlifting season. If that makes sense. So they're still going to train, but it's different. It's a different energy system. It's a different modality. It's a different technique. So yeah, you can still train just as hard and make gains, but it's not going to be the same wear and tear on the body because it's different movements. It's, it's just overall, so you can do train at that high level and still work train like work out, but and obviously well, recover and then go from there. The way Louis Simmons talks is you should be able to walk into a meet at any time and hit ninety percent of your max. Yeah, and and I feel like with most serious athletes, I actually feel like a lot of them are like that. Like I do, I do feel like that is kind of a common standard. If you are an athlete and you like to compete, I do feel like if you take it seriously, even during your off season, you can do that. Yes. No, I agree because it's like you hear people say that there there is no off season. Yeah, and it's just like a non competition. Exactly, season. a non competition season, and like during that non competition season, maybe you're not obviously like you're not you're going to save your one rep max attempts for a platform, but you're going to get new triple PRs, double PRs, variation PRs. Um, you know, try something else, like do some CrossFit if you want to do CrossFit or you want to do some Olympic, you know, whatever, if, if you, people are into that. Or, um, you know, just have that variation. Um, like one of Jack's, I guess, methods of thought is he said that powerlifting is the only sport that trains their sport for their sport. Does that make sense? You know, like, you know, football players – you know, spend a lot of time in the weight room, uh, yeah. a lot of time doing this and doing that, and only a very small percentage actually doing scrimmages. They do drill work, they do whatever. Just SBD. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, SBD. Yeah, exactly, which is why, like, I think, you know, why conjugate is popular amongst yeah. because it does add some, obviously, variation to, yeah. like, what you're doing. So you're not just doing SBD, you're doing differences i do like conjugate for that reason and i think it's very important to step away from say like straight movements and work at actually getting good at say like the ssb or um 
Yeah, I love SSB, by the way. I love SSB work. SSB is evil. Yeah, but I love that. But I love it. it. Yeah, I love it. Or a camper bar. I have not worked with that yet, but it is something that I'm hoping to get to work with. I haven't yet Um, either, but I want to, yeah, also. It will wreck you, from what I have learned. Yeah. From reading and watching. Yeah. Um, But, like, getting efficient at other bars will just make you stronger when it comes to the platform. Like yeah. a, a lot of conjugate training, they won't even touch a straight bar until yeah. platform day. Yeah. Well, I'm, I also think part of that is a lot of conjugate lifters, again, stereotypically, um, straight bar is hard on their joints because they, they don't really yes. have the flexibility or the mobility to deal with it. So they just save that for when they actually need it for competition and obviously have yes. like a duffalo or a camber bar to like save that. But Nonetheless, I agree because really strength is an expression. Like we, or rather, 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 I should say, strength is a is a, is all about the skill of expression of that strength. So if you're in an SSB, if you're in a cambered bar, a duffalo bar, front squats, like you are training these different expressions of your strength. Of again, let's say your squat strength. Um, you're squatting. Like whether you're doing a split squat, SSB, or like it is a squat, but because of those different expressions and obviously the different leverage points that it places on the body, you're going to learn to to leverage your body differently in that situation. You're going to learn to activate differently, brace differently, um, because it's obviously going to throw you in a different position than a straight bar would. And then, yeah, once you go back to your straight bar work, you're only going to have these these like neuromuscular catalog of different experiences to pull from. And and I think that's where the value of like conjugate or just like training other things comes in or training with different bars is you're going to teach your body new experiences to adapt to. Um, and that will only make your catalog of like neuromuscular, like fire, like firing and synapses be deeper and more efficient on that end. So completely agree. Very good way of putting it. It was very long-winded and wordy. I apologize. <laughs> the, the message came through. Did, did sure. it? Because I used a lots of big Yahtzee words, lots of big height, like in that one. You're a rambler like I am, though. Well, fuck you. I, like, I don't I ramble. Like <laughs> fuck off. For oh, that. fuck. I ramble so much. I'm like, I don't even know if I've got the message through or I even talked about what I wanted to talk about. I just went on for five to ten minutes, and I think people are listening. I think, I think so. No, I. you're right. I'm sorry. So, like, I know I do it. Like, I, I do, I, it's for the same reason. I'm a, I want to get my idea through. I want to convey. Yeah. And if I don't feel like I've done that, I'll just keep reiterating. Just <laughs> and I'm like, do you get it yet? Do you not get it yet? I'll keep saying it. Here, let me try it again. Like... Yeah, that that's been my critique for my show is like that I talk too much. No, don't don't change anything. Okay, don't yeah. change anything. I appreciate I appreciate that. I, I do. I mean, I try to get better. Like obviously, like I try to let the guest do more talking than me because that's who I'm interviewing. But sometimes I get but excited. It's also, it's also who you are, though. Annoying. I yeah, like I know. I like I like listening to you. Um, I think the more you talk, the more people can relate to you, and that's what's going to draw people into listening more. 
I hope I hope so because I mean I mean I, and I do want to like I do I do want people to know that I'm not like completely dumb like I have I'm annoying but I have some smarts I think my mom thinks I'm cool my mom does not think I'm cool you've not <laughs> met my mom my mom quite the opposite thinks that I'm just my mom is the sweetest lady you'll ever meet but then when she when it comes to me she's just like Oh yeah, he's he he's a he's a poor lamb that one. So, thanks, mom. Like 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 she just like throws me under the bus in front of people, but she does it like so sweetly. And then and then everybody's like, wait, what did she say? And I'm like, yeah, that's my mom. That's my mom. <laughs> just like really the part of like oh my she's like you can do whatever you want and then she looks at me and she's just like what happened <laughs> yeah that's 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 my mom but uh anyway enough of my mom issues um just kidding i love my mom um fuck i don't know Lost my train of thought again. I enjoy talking with you, by the way. We have fun. And so, like, I, like I said, I get fun. I get excited and then, like, I go off on tangents because I'm enjoying myself. Like, that's really what it comes it's, down to. I definitely get nervous about things like this. I just get nervous in general. I'm a nervous person. But, like, you when say, you connect with someone and, like, you just jive. Like, yeah. This was... This was great. Yes, like, he is. I would totally crazy. love to hang out with you at some point. It's, it's, I hate that I live up here in Canada. I mean, I don't. I'd move to Canada. I mean, there's a lot of good things about Canada, but right now it's cold and snowy for like eight months. Yeah, yeah. You know what it's like down here? It's dry. We've had fires and we've had literally, I shit you not, in the past two days, we've had 40 earthquakes. What? We've had 40 earthquakes. I've been woken up this morning and yesterday morning from earthquakes. Oh, man. You guys are going to sink soon. Fuck you. Don't say that. (laughs) You can just come move to Alberta on the other side of the Rocky Mountains. At this point, like, I I want to. Like, I actually have – I really – like, that's the one thing I hate about where I live is we have lots of fire disaster and obviously it's earthquake. That shit fucking – I don't like it. It gives me anxiety. Like, I don't like – I don't, I don't like things that I can't control, and I can't control natural yeah. disasters, so that bothers me, and I don't like it. And literally, yeah, we've had what they've called clusters, and I guess it happens every few years where uh-huh. things move, and it's literally, we have like a 3.6, a 1.2, a 2.8, a 1 point something, another 3, a 1, and another 3, like, like which they're all, these are all small, but you feel them. They all, like, they shake. Yeah. In my house, like, sounds Honestly, like a creaky boat. The, the worst thing we get here is, like, snowstorms, hail, and we get some really bad windstorms in the summer, but nothing like that. We yeah. get, honestly, a couple earthquakes, but <laughs> I've never felt them. Yeah, like, like, fuck whatever. Like, I would take that. Like, and then we've had, like, fires and, like, the wind. Like, oh, my God, it's the worst. Jesus, like, it's just... The fires down there have been horrendous. Yeah, that, yeah. That is very true. Yeah, that's 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 where I live. Literally where I live. Like, the Tom, the Thomas fire that happened, that was, like, the second biggest fire, I could uh-huh. see from my window. I actually was one... 
I was I was uh, like like two or three kilometers from where it started when it started. Oh, that's so scary. And and like I was filming with some friends. We were at a ranch in the the town Santa Paula where it started, and we saw the smoke start coming up across the way over the ridge. And we're like, oh, maybe someone's doing a controlled burn. But, of course, it got bigger and bigger and more smoke. And we saw it. And it was really windy. And we saw it start coming up over the hill. And it was across the street. And then we literally saw that take over the hill and then jump across to the hill we were on and start coming down into the ranch. And we're like, oh, fuck. We need to leave. And so, you know, we get in the car and everybody's trying to leave. And, like, we, like, jet over to where I live in Ventura, which is about, uh, I don't know eight kilometers like from Santa Paula 10 it's a 15 minute drive 13 and I you know I call like my dad and I'm like there's a huge fire and he's like oh it won't even reach us within one hour it went from that town to my town in the whole hillside because we live kind of like in the hills was like fire it just looked like hell it just looked like the gates of hell up and I literally looked out my window and the fucking town is on fire I just like the whole because our town sits between mountains, like rolling hills, and then the beach is on the other side. Like on the other side of my town is the beach, so okay. we're like in that like little valley, and so just like the hills were just fire, and that's it. And um, that's so scary. Yeah, it was oh, fucking. Yeah, it, it it really was. Like and honestly, like Pete, like straight Pete. Like, that's why I actually miss going to Briani's is that we started getting fires and the winds started kicking up. And they they were like, oh, we probably have to shoot the you know turn the power off in the town because they want to try to like keep like power lines from going down and starting more fires and all this kind of stuff. And I fucking like and I was told that my neighborhood might be shut off like the power. So I fucking was just like, fuck it, peace. And I went to San Diego to get away for the weekend while they were going to do that. Just and and just because like I was just so like PTSD about it. Like and I and I obviously missed work because of that. And that, that kind of screwed me. So I was I couldn't take more time to go to the trip like I wanted to because I fucking <laughs> did, you know it didn't work out. Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely fucked with me. A lot of people who live here, like it's just like past few years, it's been really bad. Uh, fires every year, and then like yeah, the earthquakes, and you're just like, fuck, what now? Like what the fuck now is going to go on? I just want to live my life. Canada is. Always happy to welcome you. Because Canada's Canadians are fucking the nicest people. Well, we apologize for everything. I know Canadian standoff. You, look, yes. I love the Canadian. You gotta rock a Canadian tuxedo though, too. Like, oh, I'm I'm about that. You just have to. I I will rock a Canadian tuxedo and blast Celine Dion. I don't give a fuck. Celine Dion, bit of Shania Twain. Oh, that's right, a little bit of Shania Twain. That's true. That's true. So, I, I do have to share with you my stereotypical Canadian story of when I was in Vancouver. And um, I had a buddy of mine when I was going to go who's from Canada. And he told me, he's like, you'll have a great time. Obviously, nicest people ever. Um, he's like, but watch out for anyone from Quebec. <laughs> so... He's like, he's like, yeah, very tolerant country, except for that. And I kind of heard about that, and I laughed. I was like, okay, cool, I will. So I'm in Vancouver for, at this point, 
three out of the four and a half days that I'm there. And I'm walking through downtown Vancouver into what's like the gas, like old town gaslight district. And up to this point, I had seen cops. Like everyone's been nice. Like I've literally not seen one bad thing. Like I've not seen, you know, racial profiling. I haven't seen, like I've I've seen just people of all ethnicities just hanging out. It's a good old time. It's like a fucking brochure to live in Canada. (laughs) It's clean. Like everything's clean. Like Tim Hortons is great. Like I'm, I'm being sold here real hard. I'm like, I just need to live here. Oh, we'll just live in a tree. I can live in a tree in Canada and get better healthcare than I do in America. So it's fine. Um, so I'm, I'm walking down and I see two cops. First time I've seen cops that look like they're doing their job other than just like hanging out. Um, which I mean, I get it. Why they're just hanging out. But I see, and I'm in, and I'm walking towards them on my on my way. I was just like walking around, and I'm really curious. I'm like, oh, they're on the job. I'm curious of what that is. And so I get closer and closer. I see they're talking to a man who they have sat down on the curb, who they pulled over, and I can't quite see who he is. And I'm like, oh, like I'm from I'm from Ventura, which is basically we're like right about I'm 50 miles from LA. Like I I go to LA often. I'm used to LA politics. So I see racial profiling a lot and I've had, it's happened to my friends. I'm obviously white. It hasn't happened to me, but I've seen it happen. And, um, so I'm like, I'm curious. Well, I get closer. I see, well, first of all, the, one of the cops is black. The other cop is white. So I'm like, all right, this is odd just as it is. And I get even closer and I see that the guy they're talking to has a long ponytail and a hat and glasses, like white guy, baggy clothes. And he's like talking to them and then the guy stands up and he's getting heated and I'm again walking to there towards them and I'm really really excited. I'm like, "Oh, it's getting lively." <laughs> like, how does can Canada handle confrontation? And I get closer and closer and I even see like one of the cops like sees me walking by and I get close enough to audibly hear what's going on. The first thing that I that I hear from the guy that they're talking to's mouth is "kiss, kiss, kick, what? Why are you, why are you pulling me over?" And like he's fucking from Quebec, he's fucking French, and I was dying laughing. I start, I start laughing as I'm walking by, and I can't help it. And even the cop who saw me starts like kind of giggling because he sees me giggling because this guy is just like freaking out, obviously in French. And I'm like, oh my god, I did see racial profiling, but it was for the white guy from Quebec and like it's true I texted my buddy like it's true I saw them they pulled over a French guy like I oh my god I I fucking loved it I loved every bit of it I'm like this is I'm so happy I experienced this and uh, I just thought it was just so funny, and literally just as I, I hear the first thing I hear out of this guy's mouth was "Qu'est-ce que c'est?" Quoi? <laughs> it's, like a, it's, like a, it's happening. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in a stereotypical moment. I'm in this. I'm living it. It's amazing. Uh, I just. I, I'm definitely not helping the situation because I'm like laughing at them. <laughs> And I just like I like, try to like walk away quickly, like I'm trying not to like make it worse. Like to, like don't look at them. The guy sees me laughing. Don't 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 let the French guy see me laughing for fuck's sake. Um, 
But oh my god, it was amazing. And I was just like, uh, it sounded like the beginning of a joke. Like a black, a black cop and a white, uh, a black Canadian cop and a white Canadian cop pull over a Canadian, French Canadian. Uh, it was great. It was great. Yeah, those French Canadians are, are a different kind. That is for sure. They're super funny though. Like, oh, they're very funny. They're very funny, and like, they're pretty good at hockey. So, like, I'll give you got to give it to them. Yeah, they're not bad. They got a few good things going for them. That's for sure. They got a, they got they got a few good things. They got a few good things. And honestly, I'll listen to any French Canadian just swear. Like, <laughs> it's fucking great. Tabernacle this, tabernacle that, childless this. And I'm just like, you're just saying things that you see in church. Like, that's all you're doing. And, like, it's fantastic. And I get it. Like, I get what they're like, like, the whole historical religious thing that they have of why it's that way. But that's hilarious to me. It really is. Yeah. You'll have to visit Quebec. I, I do. I want to I go visit Quebec. Cause I, but, I mean, they maybe they'll just get mad because I'm just going to be enjoying myself way too much. <laughs> And I'm uh, I know. I was like, here's some guy on the street. Why is he so happy? Like, I'm like, I'm like, I heard an old lady yell tabernacle at a kid. Get out of her yard. It was hilarious. And they're gonna be like, you're fucking weird. And I'm gonna call you. I'm like, can you please pick me up? They put me in a psych ward in Montreal. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> In the fetal position. It was just too funny, and and they just they weren't having it. They weren't having it at all, and uh, so yeah, uh, get get Canadian get jail. Canadian jail, which I just imagine this is a hotel room with a bar, like bars. In oh, front. Tim oh, oh my God, what's wrong with that? <laughs> like. <laughs> That's not going to help decrease your crime. Like, all right, guys, if we get pulled over for GTA, we're getting Tim Hortons on the government. So, uh, like, we might as well do this. Like, I mean, why not? Why not? Uh, Free Tim Hortons for life. Free Tim Hortons for life. You get to watch all the hockey and, like, football you want. Good for you. Like, it's cool. Canadian jail. Canadian, Canadian jail. It's basically a hotel that you can't check out of. It's brochures for Canadian jail. Brochures for Canadian jail. Are you a lifetime criminal? Do you fear going to jail? No, it's inevitable. Come to Canada. Our jails are comfortable. We treat you right. We treat you like the criminal you deserve to be. Uh, anyway... Um, Tangents. I like how we like it was like thirty percent lifting and seventy percent bullshit, <laughs> which is fantastic. I love it. I love it. Thank you for letting me ramble. Can't, can't be all about lifting. It's, I mean, yeah, we, we squat. We're lifting, but we aren't just power lifters. Yeah, it's true. We're you know we're nerds. Also, we're nerds who lift. That's the point of the show. Like, exactly. It is, but like, but hey, like. Two hours later, and we're still friends. Yeah. For, I mean, for all I know, we didn't get into a fight at all. Although I, I'll probably end up apologizing. It's true. Like now, I kind of want to test that theory. Say sorry. 
sorry. <laughs> or I, I honestly will just start quoting Letter Kenny. Just give your balls a tug, you tit fucker. It's I'm waiting for people to start messaging me and then make fun of my Canadian accent. I feel like that's going to happen. I really, I hope so. Uh, Which I, I, I've never experienced before because, I mean, I, I don't think I have an accent, but... You do. Um, it's, like, not super strong, but it's there. And it's not making fun of it. I love the accent. I love accents. I love dialects. I love accents. I love languages. It's not making fun of. It's it's admi- It's endearing. I like it. I I made fun of the 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 Jad and his girlfriend. His girlfriend has a really like pronounced like Michigan Midwest accent. Okay. Which is kind of like Canadian. It's it's a, like it's a, you know it's an offshoot of that. Uh-huh. So she say she'll say like uh like college or the show. Like like it's hard for I can't like college like you know what I mean? Like, and she kept saying it and I just, I couldn't help it. Like, I just kept like, I was like, I did the same thing. I'm like, Oh, you, you she's like, I went to college. I'm like, where'd you go? She's like university. I was like, no, what was the other word you said? Like, <laughs> it, it was great. And I, I loved it. And I love, I, I can't help it. Like, I will actually like watch like dialect videos for fun. of like accents and like where people talk. I think that shit's like super fascinating. I watch it. It is very fascinating how just different parts of the world people speak differently. Like, even though we both speak English, I sound different. Yeah. That's, that's really cool. Yeah, exactly. And like, and like, and there's the diction and, and then one of my favorite phrases, which is oral posture, oral posture. I don't know why. I just think it's, it's a funny, like combination of words. And essentially the, the way that you rest like literally the posture of your jaw when you talk is a lot of what makes most of like dialects and sounds um, like um, a really, like, really easy example is Russian. A lot of actors get Russian wrong because they try to mimic what they think Russian sounds like. And then they over enunciate, but Russian, they have a very stiff oral posture. They don't really move their mouth much. So they don't really talk. They basically just like talk very little and only use their lips. Like, that's it. They don't really move their jaw, as opposed to. That was actually some very good Russian. That was very good. <laughs> we'll see, but yeah, but you haven't practiced at all, hey. I know, I know lots of Russians. I know lots of Russians, <laughs> and they're really great people. I'd like to see they're just fun to make make fun around their girls. Um, but then some people try to mimic. They'll, uh, you know, and they like they talk like normal, and they just try to mimic the sound. They don't actually mimic the the voice, like what makes the sound. Right. And that make you know, uh, same thing with, like Irish and Scottish. Like Scottish is in your throat, like more of an open throat, while Irish is more in the front of your front of your mouth. And like Scottish is like down here, and then Irish is almost the same thing, but it's more in the front, depending on the region. Huh? interesting yeah i'm very intrigued i know right it's really it's really fascinating it's really fun to do like and then you like try it and you like you try like these things and you're like oh wow kind of works that is very cool actually no i'm gonna see now i want to try it yeah no i'm telling you it's super fun and like you'll learn like again like some of the postures like how to like warm your mouth or like like the hard r of english Right. They are when most people are. So that actually comes from like the uh, a tongue shape of the the sides of your tongue lifting up, like a taco. Yeah. 
essentially, you know, if you say over, it's like up here. Most languages, their posture, they don't do that with their tongue. They roll their, they maybe roll their R's or maybe they like pull the center of their tongue up. They don't pull up the sides, which is why it's very hard for them to do that. Because it's a very like nuance. Interesting. Yeah. So essentially you kind of have to, you, you, yeah, you make a, yeah, it's the sides of your tongue go up, not the middle to make that hard R sound of, of that. Um, yeah. I think we've uh, brought up a lot of interesting topics, honestly. I know. Like, you can see how fucking crazy in my head it is on a day-to-day. I go from lifting to music to how the fuck do I, like, shape my tongue <laughs> like a taco when I say ours? And how can I sound more like a Russian, which just sounds badass. Let's be fair. Oh, yeah. Like, Russians are... Russians are something else. You don't want to mess with the Russian. Bru- you, I mean, you can't. If, if I could lift like Yuri Belkin, like. So you you want you want you want to know how Yuri Belkin trained? So my buddy Ranson Ranson Lee, who's also one of Chris Bridgeford's yes. guys, went to one of Yuri's seminars. Um, I told Ranson, I was like, call me afterwards and tell me everything obviously um he did he called he facetimed me when he was done driving back home and uh i was like give me the rundown of what it is and a couple things that like how yuri trains yuri does not do variations no he just he just squats benches and deadlifts that's it he doesn't accessories he does more he does more yeah that, that's it like that's that's literally all he does and his work his workouts are three to four hours in his opinion a like a powerlifting workout should burn like a thousand to two thousand calories they should be at least three to four hours long um and he doesn't see any like point in doing anything else he said he's like because it's it's like a skill like anything else is a skill and like you're doing different variances the only thing you're really doing is giving your mind a break like you're mentally having a break because you're doing something quote unquote different, and he doesn't actually see them as like it gives him a different goal. Like if you want to do a pause squat, it's making you pause at the bottom. He's like that's just giving you a different focus. Right. But you know, and like does he, you know he, he get, Yuri gives zero shits um, about any of that. He only cares about just doing the, the amount of volume and the workload, and and then for him it's more because I guess he got his. Uh, degree in architecture he's an he's an architect so all of his lifts he tries to make them architecturally sound so he tries to make sure that is like in all of his lifts all of the joint everything looks he goes back and that's how he he it's how he made his take taught himself was like he just tried to stack his joints in his hip posture to be as architecturally like the like leverage like in terms of leverage the angles and how they like add up and everything to be balanced even. And that's how he that's found very smart, it. Though. That's very smart. Yeah. Having no understanding of say like body mechanics. I mean, I mean, no, but he did by knowing angles and did. leverage. It, again, it's the same language. He just transferred one to the other. Um, and how he got, it's he like got we to discussed it. it at the beginning of the podcast, trying to, like relate. You mean like two days ago when we started the podcast? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he basically took his knowledge and related it to lifting. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's very, very, that's very cool. I admire that. Yeah. So like for his squats, like if you were, if he like is looking at the, from like above, looking down at himself uh-huh. squatting, he tries to make sure that the angle of his hips as he's squatting, if you add the, the two, the angle of both of those of his hips in the opening is 90 degrees. And he thinks that a perfect squat would be 90 degrees with the a torso angle being, uh, yeah, like 45, 45, essentially, like, essentially like 15, like there's something like that, a little bit less, like in a, probably a little less than 45, probably a little bit less than about 30. Yeah. I would say about 30, 35 degrees in, in conjunction to the 90 degrees of the hip and the, like added up together and supported yeah. to make a perfect squat angle. Like it's a very smart way of, I mean, it's a very, very technical way of breaking down lifts, but that's also why he's so technically sound. It is. If you think about it though, but like by doing that, you can help someone find their leverages because all right, we have to get uh-huh. to these angles. So what form do we need to like, how do we need to set you up? So you can do that narrow stance, wide stance, you know, whatever, like whatever you got to do to hit. And then once you get it, like, cool, we got it. So this worked. This is what we got to, then what we hone in on this, because this enabled us to, to get to those. And then eventually, obviously as the body adapts, like maybe you need to change that because the body will condition better, change shape or whatever that is. But yeah. So that's your, your Belkin just focuses on fucking making his angles OCD symmetrical. He's very much perfectionist. That's clear. Yeah. But he has every reason to be proud of that. Yeah. And all, and also he believes in taking time off. He says like after the stuff he'll take, he like when he was in, in a seminar, he takes a month off a whole month. And he says that in Russia, that's very common because yeah. one month isn't going to decondition years of training. And it's actually good to like almost get noob gains again. That's why you got noob gains. Like after you were injured, because you literally allowed your body to fully heal. You didn't have any fatigue. So you, but you had trained before. So you had like higher noob gains because you're able to do that. So he will not fucking even go into a gym for a month. Like at all. That's mostly hard for people to do simply just mentally. It is. The physical gains, I'll just in layman's terms, behind that is, yeah. would be huge. Absolutely, I can I can get on board with that. Maybe not so much mentally, but physically, absolutely. Like for me, mentally, that would be incredibly hard to not step foot in a gym. For I mean, I work in a gym, but to not like touch a barbell, yes, or anything, yeah, for so, a month. Yeah, so I mean, I think at that point, you and I think this is where I again, in terms of relating things, it's like Stacia. Because when she's not competing, she is, and she'll be, she'll do CrossFit or she'll do whatever. So she is technically staying away from the barbell, or she's doing Olympic, but it's it, but she's still being active. Yeah. But it's different, so it does allow recovery from those specific movement patterns because you're not doing those movement patterns. So you can still work out, train, and be active but still allow full recovery of these particular joints at these particular angles at this particular timing. And of course, when you go back to it, you're going to have some, you know, knock off some cobwebs, but yeah, again, new get, that comes back really quickly. And it almost, that's really just a confidence thing. Like Yuri will take a, you know, a month off of 
fucking lifting and then go back when he's ready to go back. Just business as usual. Yeah. For him, one month or three days, probably. I honestly probably I feel like he doesn't care. And that is like a Russian, like, you know, thing in terms of like mentality is that yeah. they will suffer anything for the sake of if it means improvement. Like at yeah. all. Like that like I I had an old history teacher who got his masters in Russian studies. And he told us a story of like that Russian mentality is broken into an old folktale that God came down to a farmer and us and told the farmer that he will give him one day to make one wish and whatever he will grant literally any wish that this farmer asks, but with the contingency that whatever he asks for, he will give double to his neighbor. That's it. Ask for whatever you want, but whatever you ask for, I will give double to your neighbor. So the farmer says, okay, God comes back the next day and then says, what's your wish? And he asks God to take one of his eyes. And that's Russia in a nutshell. <laughs> that's like, they'll suffer whatever if it gives them an advantage or if it means like improvement or, you know, or whatever. Yeah. They're willing to do whatever it takes basically. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think they're, also, a breed. they're a different breed. I think they, I think also that is they see bigger picture. Yeah, they see bigger picture, and I think like for us in um, uh, I was going to say America, but the North America is kind of like the more Western civilization. We want everything right now. Yes, we want everything. We want the instant gratification. So therefore, yeah. um, we don't we don't look always big picture. Well, I feel like they do. They are like culturally, you know, they're like, well, if I take a few weeks off when I'm plateauing or if I'm hurt, then I'm going to, I'll come back obviously super strong and I'll be able to like retrain it right back up and I'll pass through that plateau. Okay, cool. Like that's just how like they see those things and they don't get hung up on small things like we do as much. There's also this mindset here that like, if you're not constantly putting in work, you're lazy or lazy not useful you're not not useful and that's that good old capitalism there it's good old capitalism there i think that really sucks with people that's why we have so many people injured all the time yeah so like putting your health first should always be how it goes but people work through sickness they'll work through injuries and yeah. all for that little bit of instant gratification but then what like i don't want to be out of the sport i want to i want to keep going i want to keep going until i'm in my masters like i compete in the masters division so i've I've, i used to think that way i just want everything now yeah everybody does but then i got hurt yeah you changed everything and and again i think you you touched on a good point of wanting things now but also that we have to constantly be doing something when we're not actually taught the usefulness of not doing something. And I think that that's a misrepresentation because it's not, not doing anything. It's letting things grow. It's like, I think, uh, in like, I, I love, I love, uh, all Taoist writings. Like the doubt, like I think Taoism is a very interesting philosophy I have since I was a kid. I have read like the Tao Te Ching and like all the other things. And, um, 
one of those things is that one of the best examples is like a plant. Like when you get a new seed, you go, you get the soil, you get the pot, you put it in there, you do everything, everything. But of course, at a certain point, you just have to let the goddamn thing grow. Like you set it up to grow. Yep. And is there maintenance? Sure. Water. Sunlight. That's literally it. You you cannot put in more work or hustle that plant to grow any fucking faster. No. It's like you can't helicopter it. You can't put it in a bubble. You can't motive you can't Tony Robbins it. You can't you can't You just gotta let it do its thing. You gotta let it do its thing. thing. Like, and just, it, just let it grow. And if you've set it up, if you have done your due diligence to get good soil, yes. to do the right maintenance, then you've you've created an environment that it will grow in space and time with air and sunlight and the water. And sometimes we're like that. Like it, you do want to hustle and you can do things, but there are some things that once you hustle and you've set it up, you have to let nurture it. You actually just you just have to like, all right, just let this steep. Yeah. You know, and you it's kind of like take its course yeah basically i like steep i like steep too because they like tea you ever seen those people when they get tea and they take the bag and they just like dunk it up and down yes oh that drives me crazy yeah they just dunk it up and down for like 30 seconds and they take it out and they're like i don't really like this tea i'm like because you didn't let it fucking become tea it's just leaf water right now like you made leaf water you fucking Neanderthal. It literally says, steep for three to five minutes on the tea bag. Yeah, it said... Dunk it for like 20 seconds. It said. It said. That's like being like, hey, Amber, I did your squat program. I did one set of five, even though you said to do three sets of eight. But then I failed on doing my max. Why the fuck did that not work? I don't know. Sean? I don't know. Sean, I just made a name. Sean, maybe you should follow the whole program. Like I don't I don't know. Read the directions. Fuck. Do you do you have a client named Sean? Because if you do, okay, good. Because like if you just like by chance did, I was like I was like I don't mean you, Sean. I mean a different Sean. I don't know. No, you're you're in the clear. No Sean. Awesome. Awesome. Dead. Fuck you, Sean, for not following directions. Um. I will say, uh, like, uh, and for myself, I am a, an odd case. And I, I'm saying this because if everyone, anyone ever sees me, I feel like it's a, it's not contradictory, but maybe not like if they ever lift with me, I don't warm up that much. And I do that much because I'm hypermobile. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, I, I don't need to very much. Like I, I do some with the bar and may do some air squats, but like I can still go into a full split. You need to actually work on yeah, exactly. So I actually try to be tighter. Um, but my shoulders, obviously, they they, are, they have gotten tighter. My hips as well. So I do mobilize them. But I I like I I've done yoga for so long. I've done kettlebells for so long. I've done cal- I did calisthenics and martial arts for so long that it yeah it doesn't take me very long 
to like to feel better like oh okay cool this is this is a good spot and i can start um so yeah i I actually try to be more have more stable and to be um tighter still with my range of motion um i still make sure my range of motion is full as much as possible Um, and so i don't want that to limit but i don't but yeah i used to be so loose like i i couldn't maintain tension to fucking save my life it was ridiculous Um, especially in my hips very dangerous when you're dealing with weights yeah i have a a couple clients like that and they're actually harder to deal with than the people that have like very limited range of motion yeah yeah so for yeah for me it it literally was i did not need to do most of those mobility drills because i already had it so what i would do is i would if I wanted to warm, if I want to warm up, or I want to do something. I don't. I go through range of motion. And that's it. Like I will, like you know, just take my body through my hips, anything, just through range, like just to put blood, like put blood into it. Um, but I don't hold anything. I just kind of like let it pass, like just to kind of wake it up, in a in a in a kind of that to get blood into the area, and then once. I feel like that has, you know, fl- kind of got got flowing. Um, then I just I just do the thing um, at that point. You, li- you lift you lift the weights. You yeah. do the power lifting. I do I do I do I do the I do the I do the dead lifting and the sit down stand ups and the push away. Yeah, do that thing. So uh, so like yeah so like for me like when I like for me for squats I literally just do I do bar plate two plate. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on um, obviously what, what I'm doing, but like uh, yesterday I did 300 for three sets of four. It was like my lighter squat day. It's really more of just like some extra volume. I just had three sets of four for squat. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's supposed to be, it's programmed for 290, but I felt really good, especially through here. I've been, I never really will change really anything. I will maybe five or 10 pounds maybe off of what's written depending on like how I feel. And I'm very honest, honestly, I I really, it's very rare for me to overshoot. Um, I will always opt to be under. Um, but I also look at the percentage and then I try to match how I feel with like, all right, he wants that to be like, it's not really RP. He has it like the percentage of my old maxes. But since the gear and since the volume he's put me through, I've gotten stronger. He's going off my old maxes. So, and there's been some days where I just I feel wrecked. And I'm tired, so it's right up pretty much spot on. But if I'm feeling pretty good, I'm like, mm, I could probably like round that num- whatever the number is out a little. And that's really it. That's really all I'll do. So like, it had me at 290. I was like, I can do an even. I can do an even 300. So that's what I did. So I did three sets of four. And I did plate. I did bar plate, two plate um, for a few. I think I did two plates for a few reps in a, in a couple sets. Two sets for like two reps, and then I did my working sets. Yeah. Like that was it. Like that's not a lot. Um, you don't want to overexert yourself too before working up to your working weight. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I know a lot of people who like yeah. really warm up a lot. Like, really, they they fucking do like bar, quarter, plate, plate, quarter, plate, two plate, two plate, quarter. Like, they're very. That's so much. I think so, but I mean, you know, it helps them. Like them do like a lot Whatever of reps. Works for them. 
Yeah, they don't do like a lot of reps. They're like they do like literally between two and five reps each. That's it. Yeah. So it's not a lot of reps, but it is like a lot of moving the weights. It's a lot of like I don't know. Yeah, like I, for me, I I feel like I don't have that much time. And by the time I get to the gym, usually it's like fucking seven thirty at night. Mm-hmm. I want to get it done. I want to go home and eat, and then I still have to like fucking go to bed and wake up early. Like, that's right. So I try not to do it. But anyways, uh, wow, we've been going for like two hours and uh, twenty minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I gotta be up early for a Saturday morning. I'm Yo, coaching me- at a powerlifting meet tomorrow. Fun. Uh, I do too. I have to leave at like four thirty to drive down to where my girlfriend lives in Temecula to meet up with her to then take her to her weigh-ins for her meet on Sunday. So. Oh, damn. Lots of competitions this weekend. Dude, this... It's a busy time of year. It's a fucking busy... Like, just, like, the weekend of my meet in December, there's literally, like, six or seven meets going on around the country on the same fucking weekend. Like, it's ridiculous. How far are you now? Uh, December 8th, so I don't know, three weeks, yeah, so three, four weeks. You're close, you're peaking now, aren't you? I just finished sure. the block uh, yeah, for those squats, so I'm waiting for my prep block, my like, peaking block. But yeah. I'm literally waiting for him to write it and give it to me for my last into the meet. So, yeah. That's exciting. Peaking is like my favorite part. Mine too, completely. I, I really love peaking. I love the structure of it. I love the programming of it, like... Obviously, the it's when all the work starts to come together, and like you feel like shit leading up to it. Yeah, well, at least like I always have, and then you start to peak, and it's all, all that work is actually working, and I've gotten stronger. Yep, and you finally get to see it. So I'm excited. I am excited for that. I've, I've, I'm going into this meet differently. I've tried to really micromanage, and I've really like overanalyzed my last two meets, and it has not worked out for me. So. I've decided to not do that. I don't think too much into it. Or I try not to. I just focus one workout at a time. Being as technically sound, which I always do, and I'm just not worrying about numbers. Yeah. I, just, I just worry about, yeah, one workout at a time, and I'll let coach deal with the numbers. He'll pick it. I'll just go and pick it up. It's just like Chad said in the, the episode that we spoke about as well, the last one you did. Yeah. Before um, instinct. Yeah. I really liked that. We, talking uh, about how it's like instinct. That that hit home for me. Hard. Dude, it hit home for like everybody. I was like, uh, he he even said he's like he's like I didn't even mean for that to be a thing. I was like, well, it's a fucking thing, bro. You made a thing. I'm so in my head, like I'm same a person. I'll think about my lips constantly and get stressed out and like lose sleep. Yeah. But as soon as he spoke about it being instinct, it was like, holy fuck. How true is that, though? It like, is so true. Your body true. knows what it's supposed to do. Stop thinking so much into it and just let your body do. Exactly. It's like you. We, we've thought about it so much up until this point. But at a certain point, it's just like peaking. You have to let all of that information, all of that you know, mental brain work. You got to get out of your way and let that sh- show up, too. And like let that come together. <laughs> And I'm the same way. Like, the more out of my head that I am, usually in life, just in general, the better. Like, the, the more out of my head I am, the better I am. And uh, same for me. Like, it hit home for the exact same reason. And uh, 
and I, I told I, I told him I was like, dude, that's you 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 really hit on something there, and I know you just said it in the moment and like at the time that you said it at that meet and like, but man, that thing is that's a gift that just keeps on giving. That's that one's key. That's gonna keep ringing. So yeah, I. I definitely am taking that away and I'll, I'll be using that for myself and for my clients and my athletes. Yep. 100%. 100% same. Honestly, that's why I like, I like getting trap slapped. Like I like getting my back slapped. Yeah. I don't get super hype either. Like I don't, I'm not like, I just, I get focused and everything, but I like that because that puts me into my body. Like it's just like that, that trigger where I'm in my body now. I'm out of my head. I'm like yeah. there. And that just, that helps me. Cause I, well, I like, yeah. I like the, um, the warm body, cold mind. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. It's very Russian of you. <laughs> it comes from my weightlifting years. Yes. <laughs> yes. This, that, the, it's, the, tr- it's, it's true. It's, turn, it's, turn, turn your head off and just body true. do what it knows how to do. Yes. It has nothing to do with all the snow that you inhale. No, my teeth hurt. <laughs> my, my teeth hurt. Well, why do I live here? Well, honestly, again, I, I w- I'll, I'll take living there over fucking earthquakes and fires right now. So it is what it is. Um, okay. Well, uh, uh, yeah, we should we should probably go to bed. Um, but this was fun. Let's do it again. Um, oh hell yeah! Yeah, hell yeah! Let's yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know. Maybe after you and Chris decide what you're going to like do going in for your next meets and stuff and kind of like, you know, maybe make like a plan. Maybe we should do another one and you can give us, give me a forecast or something. That'd be fun. And we'll talk about it. Well, I think we'll have something figured out at least within, I'd say give me six months or so. Maybe not even that. I don't know. Right, when right. meets start to come out in the new year. I'll yeah. Decide. Yeah. I bet, I bet, I bet you, you'll have something for me by like February. Probably, but I definitely am thinking that I really want to come and try and get my thousand pound total down there. I I think that's a fantastic plan. I I like the way that sounds. I think that's a good one. I think that's, that's, that's prima right there. So that'd be a good way to ring that, ring that in. I think so. I am very, very, like, I like that idea. It sounds good. It it fits. Like it resonates. I'm like, yeah. If you're going to do it anywhere, you should do it down here. It'll, mm-hmm. you know, make it, make it really stick. It's a good, that's a good memory. It's, it's oh, worthy. So. It's worthy of getting that 1K total for yeah. that. So I'm hungry for it. So we're right. going to make it happen. I, I know you is. It's coming. It's coming. And maybe that's why you haven't got it yet because it's waiting for you down here. So mm-hmm. you, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go where the fruit, you got to go where the peach is. The peaches are down here, so that's that's funny because peaches are also ass. We got lots of ass down here. <laughs> yeah, a lot of fake ass down there too. Though. You know what? Ass is ass. You fucking judgmental bitch. Like fucking <laughs> like. I work for my ass. I can be judgmental. I mean, I work. I work for my baby ass too. But you know what? If they want to get implants, you do you, boo boo. You do you. Okay, but when an implant pops, don't come cry to me. I mean, I don't have an implant. I'm not going to come cry to you. And, like, <laughs> it's not my problem either. I'm just saying, I don't judge. 
I'm saying like you do you. That's what I'm saying. Booty's a booty. Just Bo- like boobies are boobies. Amen. <laughs> True words have never been spoken. <laughs> Ever. And on that note, that's the wisdom for today. <laughs> Two and a half hours. <laughs> booty is booty and boobies are boobies. That's that's the takeaway. <laughs> I'm glad it took us this long to get to that point. I, <laughs> uh, you know what? Yep, it's that's probably what it's gonna be now because now you've said it and now I have to do it. Uh, oh, I fucking, I, I love it, I love it. All right, well, I love you. You're an amazing friend. Thank you for 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 having fun with me, and uh, uh, I look forward to seeing you do great things. super glad that I found the podcast and I'm so glad that we connected like I love you I love that we can connect to people through Instagram through the internet all of that it's it's very cool so it is I'm very thankful for it too and you're one of the many great people that I've got to meet through that and it goes to show that like you know social media doesn't have to be bad it can be good too just don't just don't be an asshole and maybe you'll meet good people Mm -hmm. it's really that simple just don't be an asshole. That's it. That's Wait, it. There's a lot of assholes. Lots of assholes. In a yeah. world full of assholes, you should just try to be a benevolent dick. You know? Yeah. Don't be a pussy. Don't be an asshole. But be a dick. But don't be a dick dick. Be a benevolent dick. Like, be a dick with standards. <laughs> you know? Because you can't just fuck everything. But... You can benevolently fuck some things, but like, all right, I'll stop. I'll stop. I don't know. I keep trying to sign off and I just go on the tangent. I'm sorry. I'm, t- I'm tired. I'm tired. That's a real, that's a real scene, by the way, from team America world police. If you've ever seen that movie, that's like a whole speech that one of the guys gives. You can look it up on your own later. Like it's, it's a thing. I'll send it it's to you. It's been a long time. I will send it to you. The dick speech. The dick speech. I don't send you dick pics. I send you dick speeches. <laughs> it's like it's like same, same, but more enlightening. So on that note, on that end, uh, thank you for all the kindness. Thank you for all the support. I love you. We will do it again. And uh, yeah, here's to many more. All right, Nick. All right, you owe me Tim Hortons when I'm up there. Done. Okay. Done. I'll get you a 50-pack of Timbits. I don't even know what that is, but I'm excited about it. Timbits? Google it. Okay, I'll Google it. I'm excited about it. Now I want it. (laughs) So, okay. Good night. Bye. Good night. Bye. Okay, bye. All right, guys. Fuck, if you made it this long, fucking good for you, troopers. Uh, But that was a lot of fun. Thank you so much, Amber. You're the best. Um, hope you guys had some takeaway from our fun talks. Uh, and, uh, yeah, as always, thank you for supporting the podcast. And um, I feel like we are communi- you know, making and creating a really great community. And uh, it's a blast. I love you guys. So thanks for making the show what it is. Uh, it's late. I got to go to bed. So I'll catch you guys on the flip side. I'm Nicholas. Thank you for tuning in. The Nerds Who Live Podcast. Mm-hmm.